and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff like uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. <laughs> I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Obama! Oh, Bernie! (laughs) (laughs) You can't be voted in anymore! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. I am Dan. That is Matt, but I'm Ryan. That was Matt with a Halloweeny meow. That sounds like <laughs> this like, is our this is our last show before Halloween. It yeah, is. We're not doing a Halloween show this no. year. That's true. Hmm. Well, we uh, got this. This is Halloween right here. I mean, <laughs> this, this is, this is yeah. fucking scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this it is, is scary. fucking scary. Yeah. yeah, and the Great Pumpkin has resigned this year, so that's interesting uh, as well. This John, is John Boehner. This is. Sick. I thought that was Donald Trump. You <laughs> he's, know, with the hair. he's super orange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is episode 76. Today is Wednesday, October 28th. You are joining us for the Godless Interruption. This is the main event for the Republican primary debate this evening. Mm-hmm. Tonight we have 10 candidates on stage piling out of the clown car to let us all know how fucking crazy they are. Raiders! We just sat through the kids' table event. Oh. Yeah. And so if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to that. Because I'll let you know why we might be yelly more in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I yelled God damn it a few times in the previous one and fucking Jesus and shit. Uh, <laughs> fucking, Jesus. fucking God damn it. <laughs> the, Jesus. Jesus. the consensus from the kids table event was that Lindsey Graham was the worst. The most, will, is the worst and will definitely get the most uh, sound bites. Yeah. Some of the shit he said will be running wild. And viral tomorrow. Uh, Pataki, again, was the most reasonable. Most moderate, yeah. I think Santorum, Santorum was just kind of an empty suit. Like He, yeah. didn't, he didn't really say anything crazy. Yeah. Really I don't do think he's going to get well. a big boost or anything, really. No. And I think we all kind of agreed that Jindal will probably... I mean, if there is going to be a bump from any one of the four guys on there, Jindal will get it. Because yeah. Yeah. he didn't fuck up and he said God and Jesus mm-hmm. and Christians. Yep. yep, yep. Bollywood Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was, so was, was that racist? He's the right flavor of crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for for this event uh, because of course Trump. we have the Donald and and we've got Ben Sleepy Time Carson. Yes, <laughs> and <laughs> we should just call him Nyquil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to call him Bedtime Carson. Oh, Bedtime. Yeah, ben, sure. ben Bedtime, bedtime Carson. Carson. No, skip the Ben. Just Bedtime Carson. <laughs> just Bedtime Carson. Bed Carson. <laughs> Uh, Carly Fiorina. Uh, Who else have we got on there? So, Fucking how many times is Donald going to attack her this Rand time? Rand Paul will be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got Rand, Rand Wise Gamgee. Yeah, the, He'll be the, up there. There's uh, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, Fuck. Marco Rubio. I, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. I, I hate me some Cruz. I feel bad. I lump the Hispanics together. You <laughs> name one, I can name the other. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Yeah. It, 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 ha- it happens. <laughs> fucking nut nuggers. <laughs> that was pre-podcast. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking racist, Matt. I don't even know what that means. That's that's. I don't, I don't even know. That sounds terrible. I don't even know where you'd come up with an extremely racist term like that. It's pretty terrible. Oh, my oh, God. Gosh. We're going to get hate mail just for nut nuggers. This is- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know if I have this queued up to the very start. Not here. yet. Oh, Bush. How did we forget fucking Bush and Huckabee? Who will win the debate? People. Bush is sitting in ninth Trump right person. now. Holy shit. It's funny. Like All of the results are like perfectly aligned with the polls pretty yeah. much. Perfectly aligned pretty much doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But we're watching the Republican bait, so fucking deal with yeah. it. And Kasich. I I think the reason why Bush is is ranked so low is just because of the fact that he's a Bush. He's a Bush, yeah, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, well, that's reason well, and enough. He's it's, fucking it's dumb. Anti-Bush. He, that's and he's reason fucking enough. dumb, and he has said a lot of really stupid shit. Yeah, it's the Republican primary. Yeah, I'm 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 anxious to see how crazy Huckabee's going. You know, go I did. I I thought oh. it was really cool. Did you? <laughs> did he's you see? waiting. He's desperate too. Oh, yeah. This is his last chance. Yeah, and he and he's been riding the far Christian right train the entire time. So I'm I'm curious to see just how extreme he's going to go tonight. Did you guys yeah. see the clip of Jeb Bush kind of losing his fucking shit on national television? Which one? Uh, well, recently when he was talking about Donald Trump when he's like, "If you want if you want to vote for a crazy person yeah. and do whatever and who's going to do this and that, vote for Trump. I don't care." <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Was that was the good. same one where uh, he said, "Well, fine, I I've, I've got better things to do, better things to do with my time than yeah, be I've, president." Yeah, I've got better things. You vote right. for Trump. I'm going to take my ball and go home. <laughs> Homie. Screw you guys. I'm getting him. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is... Yep, here we are going through the uh, introductions fairly soon. Oh, yeah, they do have the same yeah. lady. Oh, they do. Harwood. We'll be joined tonight by some of CNBC's top experts on the markets and personal top finance. Top experts on the market. I'm going I'm to say Kasich is probably the most moderate to answer the opening tonight. question. 60 we'll seconds see. to answer we'll a see. formal question. I'm going to say Ben Carson says something that doesn't make any fucking sense. I, don't know I say that happens do that. at least a few times. Use the hashtag CNBC GOP debate. You can also go to CNBC Go Pee Debate. Go Pee. Throughout the night. So let's introduce the candidates for tonight's Republican presidential debate. On the stage from left to right, Governor John Kasich. You barely squeaked on stage. Huckabee's not wearing an American flag? Governor Jeb Bush. <laughs> he lost. <laughs> Senator Marco Rubio. It's very Mr. blue. Trump. Yeah. His hair Dr. keeps coming ben closer Carson. to his eyes. <laughs> Mrs. Look Carly at that guy. Senator Ted Cruz. He got fatter. Senator Chris Christie. No. And Senator Rand Paul. <laughs> Ted Cruz is just poorly dimensioned, tonight, I think. So let's <laughs> yeah. get started. This first is an open question. He's Uh-oh. all chin, nose, and this ears. This series yeah, of debates is essentially a job surgery, interview with the American right people. from his lip to his neck. And in any job interview, you know this, you get asked, what's your biggest weakness? So in 30 seconds, without telling us that you try too, too hard perfect. or that you're a perfectionist, <laughs> oh, uh, what is your biggest weakness and what are you doing to well, address man. it? Carl, we'll go left honest. to right. Governor Kasich, 30 seconds. Good question, but I want to tell you, my great concern is that we are uh, on the verge, perhaps, of picking someone who cannot do this job. 
I've watched to see people say that we should dismantle the Medicare and Medicaid and leave our senior citizens. He's going right into politicianing. In the cold. I've heard them talk about deporting 10 or 11 uh, people here from this country out of this country, splitting families. I've heard about tax schemes that don't add up that put our kids in, in a deeper hole than they are today. We need somebody who can lead. We need somebody notes. who can balance budgets, it's cut taxes. I mean, and, you know, frankly, I did it in Washington, in Ohio, and I will do it again in Washington if I'm president to get this country moving again. He's just not but what's, what's, your, what's your weak point? Well, John, I don't really have any weaknesses oh. that I can think of. Um, what a f- you like fucking Twinkies, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What a fucking asshole. Life is down here in the front, and I'm sure if you'd like to talk to her later, she can give you more than you'll ever be able to take care of. What about your fat fucking If I have kids? a weakness, what chicken shit pieces? Fuck. I try to live by the rules. I try to Except live by the, the rules, laws. no matter what they are, and I was brought up that way as a kid. Play by the rules. Not the laws, And I'll tell you what a weakness is of this country. <sighs> there are a lot of people who I are sick and tired because Washington ah! does not play <laughs> by the same rules. Ah! That the American people have to play by. Thank you, Governor. Yeah, Governor Bush with shut up. Under the yeah. I am, uh, by my nature, impatient, and this is not a uh, uh, endeavor that he actually uh, answered it. That rewards that. You got to be patient. You got to be stick with it and all that. I'm also, but also a Bush. I can't fake anger. I believe this is still the most extraordinary country on the face of the earth. And it troubles me that people are rewarded for tearing down our country. It's never been that way in American politics before. I can't do it. People I just don't believe that this before? country's days are going to be deeply you know, going down. I think we're on the verge of the greatest time. And I want to fix the things to let people rise up. Senator Rubio, at least thank he you answered for that the question. question. I would begin by saying that um, I'm not sure it's a weakness. But I do believe that I share a sense of optimism for America's future that today is eroding from too many of our people. I think there's a sense in this country today that somehow our best days are behind us, and that doesn't have to be true. Our greatest days lie ahead if we are willing to do what it takes now. If we are willing to do what it takes now, the 21st century is going to be the new American century. It's greater than any other era we've had in the history of this great nation. Mr. Trump. I think maybe my greatest weakness is that I trust people too much. I'm too trusting. I don't don't, don't believe that. I don't think that's If they let me down, I never forgive. I find it very, very so hard you're to vengeful. forgive people yeah. that deceived me. So I don't know if you would call that a weakness, but my wife said, let up. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Dr. Carson. <laughs> uh, probably in Which terms point? of applying for a job of president, a weakness would be not really seeing myself in that position <laughs> until hundreds of thousands of people begin to tell me that I needed to do it. I do, uh, however, believe in uh, Reagan's uh, 11th commandment. And will not be engaging in uh, awful things about my compatriots here. And uh, recognizing that it's so important this election because we're talking about America for the people versus America for the government. Mrs. Fiorina. Well, gee, after the last debate, I was told that I didn't smile enough. Fixed it. But I also think that these are very serious times. Seventy-five percent of the American people think the federal government is corrupt. I agree with them. And this big, powerful, corrupt bureaucracy works now only for the big, the powerful, the wealthy, and the well-connected. So for you. Wages have stagnated for 40 years. We have more Americans out of work or just Americans who've quit looking for work for 40 Stop years. Stop firing them. Ours was intended to be a citizen government. This is about more than replacing a D with an R. We need a leader who will help us take our government back. 
Senator Cruz. I'm too agreeable. Easy going. <laughs> yeah. I don't agree Whatever. with you. Oh, yeah. You know, that I was for my a biggest laugh, week, this sure. is exactly the opposite. I'm a fighter. I am passionate about what I believe. I've been passionate my whole life about the Constitution. Yeah, but you're Passionately wrong. stupid. And, yeah. You know, for six and a half years, we've had a gigantic party. If you want someone to grab a beer with, I may not be that guy. But if you want someone to drive you home... <laughs> I don't want you to. I will get the job done. Uh, and I will get you home. I will get Governor Christie, I don't know the bars, but I will rape and kill you. I'm pretty sure his biggest weakness is not drinking beer. You know, I see a socialist and isolationist. this up a bit for Christie here. I will get you home. I don't see a lot of weakness on this stage, quite frankly. Where I see the weakness in those three people that are left on the Democratic stage. You know, I see a socialist, an isolationist, and a pessimist. And for the, for the sake of me, I can't figure out which one is which. Uh, <laughs> but, but, I will, but I will tell you this. The socialist says they're going to pay for everything and give you everything for free, except they don't tell you they're going to raise their taxes to 90% to do it. The isolationist is the not. one that wants to continue yeah, to follow say a foreign that. policy that has fewer democracies today than when Barack Obama fuck. came into office around the world. But I know who the pessimist Christy. is. It's Hillary Clinton. And you put me on that stage against her next September, she won't get within 10 miles of the White House. Take it to the bank. Senator Paul. Well, she's already within 10 miles. Yeah, I she's, she's my in medical it. practice yeah. and ran for office because I was concerned about an $18 trillion debt. Because we I had to get thrown into dollars a minute. <laughs> now on the floor of the Congress, the Washington establishment from both parties puts forward a bill that will explode the deficit. It allows President Obama to borrow unlimited amounts of money. I will stand firm. I will spend every ounce of energy to stop it. I will begin tomorrow to filibuster it, and I ask everyone in America to call Congress tomorrow and say, enough's enough, no more debt. Thanks to all the candidates. It, yeah, that's going to work. Yeah. Mr. And Trump. Republicans are so good at solving You've that. You've done very well. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to say at the beginning of this, and I'm glad that he said that, that it reminded me that we have, we have now, for the first time since, I believe, 1997... Yeah, roughly, a, a, yeah. A bill that will actually fund the government as an actual budget yes. for the next yeah. two years versus as continuing resolution. As it's supposed to. Yes. Uh, they need to get this done before November 3rd because of the debt ceiling. They need yes. to get it done by the end of this week because John Boehner is leaving. Yes. They want to get this passed while John Boehner is speaker so that the incoming speaker doesn't have to carry the weight of working with Democrats on this. Oh, no. So by the end yeah. of this week, I am guessing, and I think it's a pretty good guess, that we will have a budget in place that yeah. will carry us through the next two years. Two full years yeah. Yeah. of not amazing? having to fucking Versus worry the about, 20 the government, we haven't had one. about the government shutting down every three or six months. Yeah. How amazing is that? But Ugh. Ryan did say he would sign it as well. Yeah, He's like, oh, I, I'm on board with that. So trying to save him from having to, kind of, I don't know if he shot himself in the foot. He was like, oh, yeah, I agree with it. Well, I, I, the, the point is that they want to make sure that it's done yeah. under Boehner's reign because... So they can blame him. Yeah, then they can, then they can throw him under the bus all they yeah. want because he'll be out of office and it won't fucking matter. So I just wanted to mention that. All right. <laughs> I think to build a wall and make another country pay for it. Right. Send 11 million people out of the country. Cut taxes $10 trillion without increasing the deficit. Right. And make Americans better off because your greatness would replace the <laughs> stupidity and incompetence of others. That's right. <laughs> Let's be honest. 
Is this a comic book version of a presidential no, campaign? A comic yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's not yep. a very nicely asked question, the way you say that. Uh, He's got blood Kudlow coming out of his wherever. I have a lot of respect for because <laughs> my tax plan. We're reducing taxes to 15%. We're bringing corporate taxes down, bringing money back in, corporate inversions. We have no, you, $2.5 trillion outside of the United money. States, which we want to bring back in. As far as the wall is concerned, we're going to build a wall. We're going to create a border. We're going to let people in, but they're going to come in legally. They're going to come in legally. And it's something that can be done. And I get questioned about that. This they built the Great Wall of China. Like, That's 13,000 miles. Here we actually they need already a thousand because we have racist. actual Gosh. barriers. They're so racist. we need a thousand. We can do a wall. We're going to have a big, fat, beautiful door right in the middle of the wall. We're going to have people come in, but they're coming in legally. And Mexico's going to pay for the wall. Because Mexico, I love the Mexican people. How is he going to support the Mexican I don't know. leaders? I don't know. But the leaders are much sharper, smarter, and more cunning than our leaders. And just to finish, people say, oh, how are you going to get Mexico to pay? A politician, yeah. other than the people on this stage, I don't want to insult, a politician cannot get them to pay. I can. We lose. We have how? a balance. How? But with Mexico, Trump, he closes his hotels. $50 billion We're at 60 seconds. We're at 60 me, seconds. The wall is We're at 60 seconds. We're at 60 Shut the fuck seconds. up. Yeah. i got to ask you, you talked about your tax plan. You say that it would not increase the deficit because you'd cut taxes $10 trillion and the economy would take off like, hold on, hold on, the economy would take off like a rocket ship. Right, dynamic. I talked to economic advisors who have served presidents of both parties. They said that you have as much chance of cutting taxes that much without increasing the deficit as you would of flying away from that podium by flapping your arms around. Then you have to get rid of Larry Kudlow, who sits on your panel, who's a great guy, who came out the other day and said, I love Trump's tax plan. John, thank John, you, Mr. John, 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 listen, foundation. I'm balanced. The tax uh, foundation says, minute, let's minute, look at all of our plans, and, and his creates, even with the dynamic effect, $8 trillion. We'll get back to this. Just a minute. No, just a minute. We're going to continue. Uh, I, I've got to say. I want to talk taxes. Oh, oh, hold on, Gunnar. We're coming back to you in a minute. Well, Becky's yeah. moving on. Dr. Carson, let's talk about taxes. You you have a flat tax plan, plan yeah, of Carson, 10% flat taxes. I looked at it, and this is something that is very appealing so to a lot of voters, but I've had a really tough time trying to make the math work on this. If you were to take a 10% tax with the numbers right now on total personal income, you're going to come in with bringing in $1.5 trillion. That is less than half of what we build bring in right now and by the way it's going to leave us in a two trillion dollar hole so what analysis got you to the point where you think this will work well first of all uh i didn't say that the rate would be 10 percent uh I yes you did yeah tithing. you said tithing tax Analy- yes I, I understand okay. that but if you, but the if rate you look is, at the numbers the, you the probably rate, have to get to 28 the, the rate is going to be much closer to 15 percent 15 percent still you, leaves you with well, a 1.1 trillion finish. dollar hole you also have to get rid of all the deductions and all the loopholes you also have to do some strategic cutting uh, in several places. Remember, we have 645 federal agencies and sub-agencies. Mm-hmm. Anybody who tells me that we need every penny in every one of those is uh, in a fantasy world. So also, we can stimulate the economy. That's going to be the real growth engine, stimulating the economy because it's t- Tickling its balls. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) You'd have to cut government by about 40% to make it work with a $1.1 trillion dollar. It's it's not true. (laughs) When we we put all the facts down, you'll be able to see that it's not true. It works out very well. 
Dr. Carson. Thank you. Well, Listen, I want Rob to come to Hold it. I'm, I'm coming to you right now. The, well, I want to comment on this. Well, I'm asking you about this. This is the fantasy that I talked about in the beginning. I'm about to ask you about this. That is, you had some very strong words to say yesterday about what's happening in your party and what you're hearing from the two gentlemen we've just heard from. I'm would the you, only would person, you repeat it? I'm the only person on this stage that actually was involved in the chief architect of balancing the federal budget. You can't do it with empty promises. You know, these plans would put us trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. Yeah, I actually Republican. have a plan. I'm the only one on this stage that has a plan that would create jobs, cut taxes, balance the budget, and can get it done because I'm realistic. You just don't make promises like this. Why don't we just give a chicken in every pot while we're you know, coming, up, coming up with these fantasy tax schemes? We'll just clean it up. Where are you going to clean it up? You have to deal with entitlements. <laughs> you mad. have to be in a position to control discretionary spending. <laughs> You've got to be creative and imaginative. Now, let me just be clear, John. I went into Ohio where we had an $8 billion hole, and now we have a $2 billion surplus. We're up 347,000 jobs. When I was in Washington... I fought to get the budget balanced. I was the architect. It was the first time we did it since man walked on the moon. We cut taxes, and we had a $5 trillion projected surplus when I left. That's hard work. Governor. Fiscal discipline. Know what you're doing. Creativity. This stuff is fantasy, just like getting rid of you, Medicare and Medicaid. You said yesterday. Come on. That's just not... You don't scare senior Casey citizens with that. It's not responsible. Well, let, let, let's just get That's more pointed about it. You said yesterday that yeah, you were hearing proposals that were just crazy from your colleagues. Who yeah. are you talking about? Well, I mean, right here to talk about we're just going to have a 10% tithe and that's how we're going to fund the government. <laughs> and we're, we're going to just fix Nonsense. everything with uh, waste, fraud, and abuse. Or that we're just going to be great. Or we're going to ship 10 million Americans or 10 million people out of this country leaving their children here in this country and dividing families? Like, no, no, Folks, kids go to. Kids up. go to. Yeah, they're we, not we real We cannot citizens. elect somebody that doesn't know how to do the job. You've got to pick somebody who has experience, yeah. somebody that has the know-how, the discipline, and I spent yeah, my like entire lifetime yeah. balancing <laughs> federal budgets, burn. <laughs> growing jobs, the same in Ohio, and I will go back to Governor Washington Kasich with feels my the burn. in 100 days, and it will pass, Mr. and we will be strong again. Thank Mr. You, Trump. 30 seconds. Sort of First like of all, John got lucky with a thing <laughs> called fracking. Okay, he hit oil. He got lucky with fracking. Believe me, that's why Ohio is doing well. Number, and oh. that's important for you to know. Number two, <laughs> this is the man that was a managing general partner at Lehman Brothers when it went down the tubes and almost took every one of us with us, including Ben and myself. Because I was there and I watched what happened and Lehman Brothers started it all. He was on the board and he was a managing general partner. And just thirdly, he was so nice. He was such a nice guy. And now he said, he's a oh, dick. I'm never going to attack. But then his poll numbers tanked. He's got very, that's why he's on the end. Shit. Okay, he's not let wrong. Me, let me, I forget me, that just, Trump's in this sometimes. Me, and then it's like, oh, yeah, there First he is. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Ohio <laughs> does have an energy industry, but we're diversified. We're one of the fastest growing states in the country. We came right. back from the dead. And you know what? It works very, very well. <laughs> Trump and secondly, just fucking oh, somebody. I wasn't on the board of Lehman Brothers. I was a banker, and I was proud of it. And I traveled the country and learned how people make jobs. We ought to have politicians who not only have government experience, but know how the CEOs and the job creators work. My state is doing great across the board. And guess what? In 2011, 
I've got Governor, a deal in agreement Governor, with Florida. Lot of and he tried to take credit for it four years later. It's a joke. <laughs> Thank you, Governor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a smear fest. Let me give 30 seconds to Dr. Carson. Since I was attacked, too. Let me just say. the implosion of the Republican If you're talking about an $18 trillion economy, you're talking about a 15% tax on your gross domestic product. talking about this. You're talking about $2.7 trillion. We have a budget closer to $3.5 trillion. But if you also apply that same 15% to uh, we know, we know things, including magic corporate ponies. taxes, yeah. Unicorns. Uh, including uh, <laughs> the capital gains taxes, you make that amount up pretty quickly. So that's not oh, by any stretch. Capital gains too? Secondly, Chris, if you yeah. want a 10% flat tax where the numbers add up, I rolled up my tax plan today. You can find it online at tedcruz.org. It is a simple uh, flat tax where for individuals, Let's plug a my family website. of four pays nothing you gotta on donate the first 36000 After that, you pay 10% as a flat tax going up. The billionaire and the working man, no hedge fund manager pays less than his secretary. On top of that... There's a business flat tax of 16%. Now, that applies universally to giant corporations that with lobbyists right now are not paying taxes and to small businesses. And you wanted to know Why the numbers. Why are your lobbyists the not paying taxes? The tax which has scored every one of our plans, shows that this plan will allow the economy to generate 4.9 million jobs, to raise wages over 12%, and to generate 14% growth, and it costs with dynamic scoring less than a trillion dollars. Those are the hard numbers, and every single income decile sees a double-digit increase in after-tax income. Growth is the answer, and as Reagan can demonstrate it, if we cut taxes, we can bring back Let me just say on taxes, how long have we been talking about tax reform in Washington, D.C.? We have been talking about Nobody it asked you, Carly. for decades. Yeah. We now have a 73,000-page tax code. There have been more than 4,000 changes to the tax plan since 2001 alone. There are loads of great ideas, great conservative ideas from wonderful think tanks about how to reform the tax code. The problem is we never get it done. We have talked about tax reform in every single election for decades. It never happened. And but politicians always say it's so complicated, you wanna, nobody you but a politician can figure it out. The truth is this, the big problem, we need a leader in Washington who understands how to get something done. You not to talk about it, not to propose it, to get it done. Then why were you 70,000 pages to yeah. three? That's right, three pages. Is that you know using why really three? small type? No. You know why three? <laughs> because only if it's about three pages... Are you leveling the playing field between the big, the powerful, the wealthy, and the well-connected who can hire the armies of lawyers and accountants and, yes, lobbyists to help them navigate their way through 73,000 pages? Three pages is about the maximum that a single business owner or a farmer or just a couple can understand without hiring somebody. Almost 60% of American people now need to hire an expert to understand their taxes. So, yes, you're going to hear a lot of talk about tax reform. The issue is who's going to get it done. We will come around the bend, I I promise. This one's for Senator Rubio. (laughs) You've been a young man in a hurry ever since you won your first election in your 20s. You've had a big accomplishment in the Senate. An immigration bill providing a path to citizenship that conservatives in your party hate and even you don't support anymore. 
Now you're skipping more votes than any senator to run for president. Why not slow down, get a few more things done first, or at least finish what you start? Yeah, that's an interesting question. That's exactly what the Republican establishment says, too. Why don't you wait in line? Wait for what? This country's running out of time. We can't afford to have another four years like the last eight years. Watching this broadcast tonight are millions of people that are living paycheck to paycheck. They're working as hard as they ever have. Everything costs more, and they haven't had a raise in decades. You have small businesses in America that are struggling. For the first time in 35 years, we have more businesses closing than starting. We have a world that's out of control and has grown dangerous, and a president that is weakening our military and making our foreign policy unstable and unreliable in the eyes of our allies, and our adversaries continue to grow stronger. We have a, they say there's no bipartisanship in Washington. We have a $19 trillion bipartisan debt. And it continues to grow as we borrow money from companies that, from countries that do not like us to pay for government we cannot afford. The time to act is now. The time to turn the page is now. If we, if we don't act now, we are going to be the first generation in American history that leaves our children worse off than ourselves. So when the Sun Sentinel says Rubio should resign, not rip us off, when they say Floridian sent you to Washington to do a job, when they say you act like you hate your job, do you? Yeah, let me say, I, I, I read that editorial today with a great amusement. It's actually evidence <laughs> of the bias that exists in the American media well, today. But do you hate your job? That they me, want us to do our job. On the Sun Sentinel editorial today. Back in 2004, one of my predecessors to the Senate, by the name of Bob Graham, a Democrat, ran for president. Missing oh, over 30% of his votes. I don't recall them calling for his resignation. Is that the standard? Later that year, in 2004, John Kerry ran for president, missing close to 60 to 70 percent of his votes. I don't recall the Sun Sentinel. In fact, the Sun Sentinel endorsed him. In 2008, Barack Obama missed 60 or 70 percent of his votes, and the same newspaper endorsed him again. So this is another example of the double standard that exists in this country between the mainstream media and the conservative media. Oh, He's polished. He's very sharp. He has a mirror. And I helped yeah. him, and, and I expected that he would do constituent service, which means that he shows up to work. Uh, he got endorsed by the Sun Sentinel because he was the most talented guy in the field. He's a gifted politician. But, Marco, when you signed up for this, this was a six year term. And you should be showing up to work. I mean, literally, the Senate is like a French work week. You get like three days where you have to show up. You can campaign or just resign and let someone else take the job. There are a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck in Florida as well. They're looking for a senator that will fight for them each and every day. I get to respond, right? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Well, it's interesting. Over the last few weeks, I've listened to Jeb as he's walked around the country and said that you're modeling your campaign after John McCain that you're going to launch a furious comeback the way he did, by fighting hard in New Hampshire and places like that, carrying your own bag at the airport. You know how many votes John McCain missed when he was carrying out that furious comeback that you're now modeling it under? He wasn't my concern. No, Jeb, I don't remember. Well, let me tell you, I don't remember you ever complaining about John McCain's vote record. The only reason why you're doing it now is because we're running for the same position, and someone has convinced you that attacking me is going to help you. (laughs) Here's the bottom line. I can't believe it. It's going to be about the future of America. It's not going to be about attacking anyone else on this stage. I will continue to have tremendous admiration and respect for Governor Bush. I'm not running against Governor Bush. I'm not running against anyone on the stage. I'm running for president because there's no way we can elect Hillary Clinton to continue the policies of Barack Obama. Nobody ever says anything about Bernie. Well, yeah, but for how, how much longer? The new, the new poll came out that Hunter even more than Bernie oh, did it. Yeah. Was it the CNN poll? I don't know. I haven't checked my methodology or anything. Your donors have made. 
You noted recently, after slashing your payroll, that you had better things to do than sit around and be demonized by other people. I want no, to no, ask no, you, no. What I said was, I don't the... believe that I would be president of the United States and have the same dysfunction that exists in Washington, D.C. now. Okay. Don't vote for me if you want to keep the gridlock in Washington, D.C. But if you want someone who has a proven, effective leadership, that was a governor of a state that transformed the culture there, elect me so I can fight for the American people and change the culture in but Washington, D.C. Yeah, okay. They're it's talking a, about the interview I mentioned earlier. Yeah, Florida, the shining example of the U.S. Ben Bernanke, who was appointed Fed chairman by your brother, recently wrote a book in which he said he no longer <laughs> considers himself a Republican because the Republican Party has given in to know-nothingism. Is that why you're having a difficult time in this race? The great majority of Republicans and Americans believe in a hopeful future. They don't believe in building walls and a pessimistic view of the future. <laughs> they're concerned that Washington the polls is so would say otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are lids on people's aspirations. Think about it. Six and a half million people working part-time. Is Workforce Jeb participation rates moderate? lower than they were in 1977. <laughs> Six like... million more people living wow. in poverty than the day that Barack Obama got elected president. And oh, the left just wants more of the same. People? We have to offer a compelling alternative that is based on hope and optimism and grounded in serious policy, which I've laid out. And you can go get it at Jeb2016. Thank you, Governor. John. John. <laughs> Another website plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to get down the line. We'll get to everyone. Ms. Fiorina, I'd like to ask you a question. You are running for president of the United States because of your record running Hewlett Packard. But which is the horrible. Market is usually a fair indicator of the performance of a CEO and the market. There we go. Um, someone who invested a dollar in your company the day you took office had lost half of that dollar by the day you left. <laughs> Obviously, you've talked in the past about what a difficult time it was for technology companies, but anybody who was following the market knows that your stock was a much worse performer if you looked at your competitors, if you looked at the overall market. I just wonder, in terms of all of that, you know, we look back, your board fired you. I just wondered why oh. you think we should hire you now. Nice. You know, the NASDAQ dropped 80%. 80%, and it took 15 years from the NASDAQ to recover. I was recruited to HP to save a company. It was a company that had grown into a bloated, inept bureaucracy that cost too much and delivered too little to customers and shareholders. It had missed, before I arrived, expectations for nine quarters in a row. As an outsider, I tackled HP's entrenched problems head on. I cut the bureaucracy down to size. No, you fired half the employees. <laughs> focused on service, on innovation, on leading in every market and every product segment. And yes, it was a very difficult time. However, we but saved 80,000 jobs. We went on to grow to 160,000 jobs and score Scores of technology companies literally went out of business like Gateway, taking all their jobs with them. The truth is, I had to make some tough calls. She says she saved 80,000 no. jobs. Uh, She's talking about the total number of jobs at HP now. Rather than the entire thing just fucking folding up and going away. Yeah. Oh, I saved 80,000. Forget the, forget the 30, 35,000 that, yeah. that we got laid off for just... Pretend that didn't happen. And I know I was the head of a tech industry, and I don't know how to use a GPS, but... <laughs> I don't even fucking know how GPS works. works. Yeah. <laughs> Time. 
I think actually people are looking for that in Washington now. And yes, I was fired over a disagreement in the boardroom. There are politics in the boardroom as well. And yet the man who led my firing, Tom Perkins, an icon of Silicon Valley, has come out publicly and said, you know what? We were wrong. She was right. She was a great CEO. She'd be a great president of the United States because the leadership she brought to HP is exactly the leadership we need in Washington, D.C. Mrs. Fiorina, it's interesting that you bring up Mr. Perkins because he said a lot of very questionable things last year. <laughs> he said that he wealthy people should get more votes than poor people. I think his quote was that if you pay zero dollars in taxes, you should get zero votes. If you pay a million dollars, you should get a million votes. Is this the type of person you want to defend? Well, against? this is one of the reasons why Tom Perkins and I had disagreements in the board. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good answer. Nevertheless, one of the things that I think people don't always understand is how accountable a CEO actually is. So, you know, I had to report results that every wasn't us. 90 days <laughs> no. in excruciating detail. Ben Carson is eating every a Snickers. Single question about every single result and every single have a Snickers, Ben. You look sleepy when you don't have a Snickers. His blood sugar is low. Those results or those projections in any way, I was held criminally liable. Imagine. Imagine if a politician were held to that standard of account. I will run on my record all day long. And I believe people need a leader who Why don't is we just hold the banks, Wall Street, to that? And stand Bernie. up yeah. and be oh, held accountable. Thank you, oh, Bernie. Thank you, Mrs. Fiorina. <laughs> Carl. Uh, Senator Cruz. Congressional Republicans, well. Democrats in the White House yeah. are about to strike a compromise that would raise the debt limit. Prevent a government shutdown that and call debt limit or debt limit. Fear of an- Am I the only one who thinks Ted Cruz looks like he's put on twenty to thirty? That's what I said. I'm like, yes, that's what does. I said. I'm like, he, he looks fatter right. now than he did two weeks ago. He really like, does. <laughs> like the road has not been kind to Ted Cruz. <laughs> like him and Christie could be brothers right now. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the last tweet that said he's releasing his own brand of Uber called Cruisin'? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. He, he's really packed on a lot he of weight since like, the start of this campaign. He needs campaign. to get a new suit because his neck is like folding over his collar. It's all the road like, weight. Not to be insulting, but he has yeah, fucking gained weight. Yeah, yeah. a lot. A it's lot of weight. The, all the McDonald's and Burger King on the yeah. side of the road. Yeah, it's it, sure. it's bound to happen to a lot of people. I mean, you got yeah. to grab a bite. But, but find holy a, cow. Find some place to go run a little bit. <laughs> Let Ted Cruz roam. Just, just, just park the bus five miles on the road and make him run up to it. Free the Cruz. Put a burger in front of his Washington face and let him run. This is on the way. Does your opposition to it show that you're not the kind of problem solver American voters want? You know, let me say something at the outset. The questions that have been asked so far in this show not going to answer the question. Illustrate why the American people don't trust the media. <laughs> The fact that you're not Fox News. This is not yeah. a cage match. <laughs> and you look at the questions. Donald Trump, are you a comic book villain? Ben Carson, can you do math? John Kasich, will you insult two people over here? Marco Rubio, why don't you resign? Jeb Bush, why have your numbers fallen? How about talking about the substantive issues people care about? So he's not going to answer the question? That was, that was I think he's really right. Great, it, was, it was good, right. but he's still not going to answer the question. You're yeah. right, and he's right. <laughs> that was, he's not answering the question, and he's also right that the media... Oh, media does fuck shit up. ...is kind of being... A, like. That was actually a great answer, yeah. and I was really impressed that he was able to recall all of all those I, I, I was I was actually hoping... Because I was about to say something about that, so it's good that he said something. I was just like, I would love to to contribute more, but yeah, 
there's yeah. nothing of substance yeah. going on. Yeah, there is. It's just. Yeah, that, but that was that was, that was kind of. I'm actually very very impressed. Like yeah. he just ran down all of the previous <laughs> yeah. questions and who they pertain to. Like, yeah. that was that Amazing. was very but impressive. I, but I think that goes towards his his persona of wanting to be. I am the Republican hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, it does, but st- I mean, I- anyway, you slice it, that was fucking impressive. Yeah, good for him. And, and Carl, Carl, I- I'm not finished yet. The contrast with the Democratic <laughs> debate, where every fawning question from the media was, which of you is more handsome and wise? <laughs> I don't so, remember any question. I don't remember that. that. Limit, which you, you have 30 seconds left to answer, should you choose to do so. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be clear. The I need water. on this stage have more ideas, more experience, more common sense than every participant in the Democratic debate. That debate reflected a debate between the Bolsheviks and the Mensheviks. <laughs> and nobody I he was say watching at home yeah. believes that any the of the moderators has any intention of voting in a Republican primary. The questions that are being asked shouldn't be trying to get people to tear into each other. It should be. Well, they're the ones tearing into each other. Okay. Okay. I just want the record to reflect. Guys, I asked you about the dead limit, and I got no answer. I, okay. <laughs> 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 I'm happy to answer your question. I'm happy to answer your question, but let me tell you how the question is. Let me tell you how that question is. Let me tell you how that question is. Senator Paul, I've got a question for you. So you don't want to hear the answer, John? Senator Paul. You don't want to hear the answer. Your time's up. You used your time on something else. Senator Paul. Interested in an answer, John? To, I'm to interested in an answer from Senator Paul. Senator Paul, the budget deal crafted by Speaker Boehner <laughs> wow. and passed by the House today uh, makes cuts in entitlement programs, children. Medicare and Social Security the media dis- is uh, too, disability, yeah, 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 which are the very stage, programs just, conservatives but, but this say didn't happen need earlier. cutting no. to shrink government it's, it's all bad. and solve our country's <coughs> long-term budget deficit. Do you oppose that budget deal because it doesn't cut those programs enough? No, I oppose it because you're taking money from the entitlements and then spending it immediately on other items. That's what they're doing. They're taking money from Social Security (laughs) and they're going to spend it on the military and they're going to spend it on domestic spending. Here's the thing. When you look at raising the debt limit, it it should be leveraged to try to reform government. In 2011, the sequester was passed as a reform to slow down the rate of government. It wasn't passed Instead, as a reform. Fuck no. The Washington it, 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 establishment. It was passed as a fucking bu- penalty for you not doing your fucking yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It wasn't passed it, as yeah. a reform. It was. This is the yeah. worst fucking thing we can imagine happening. Yeah. It making me so work if you for don't, free. If you don't do your fucking job, the worst fucking thing yep. we can imagine happening is going to happen. And you know what happened? They didn't do their fucking job. Yeah. And the worst fucking thing possible happened. <laughs> That's true. We raised military spending, took from entitlements, and raised domestic spending, and the deficit will explode under this. This is the unholy alliance that people need to know about between right and left. Right and left are spending us into oblivion. We should use the debt ceiling as precisely Uh to time to force upon them budgetary reform. So he wants to use it as... Just said is true. Why did Speaker Boehner craft this deal? And why did Paul Ryan, who has a strong reputation for fiscal discipline, vote for it? Well, that's the real question. Is there going to be any change in the House with new leadership? I frankly don't think there will be much change. Because I think what's going to happen is you're going to get more of the same. 
People in Washington think they were sent there to be adults and govern and do all this. Well, you know what I'm worried about? Not keeping the government open. I'm worried about bankrupting the American people. We're borrowing a million dollars a minute. That is important, and that's what we have to contrast. Keeping the government open and continuing to borrow a million dollars. John, thank you, Senator. John, thank you. Governor yep. Christie, I'd like Listen, to come to you I, I think, a question. Actually, I have a question right. for you, Megan. We're going to end. Um, in your Tell It Like It Is campaign, you've said a lot of tough things. You said that we need to raise the retirement age for Social Security. You think that we need to cut benefits for people who make over $80,000 and eliminate them entirely for seniors who are making over $200,000. Governor Huckabee, who's here on the stage, has, has said that you and others who think this way are trying to rob seniors of the benefits that they've earned. It raises the question, mm. when is it acceptable sort to of. break a Yeah, if you contract? earned it, you should well, get it. I wish you would have asked that question years ago when they broke it. I mean, let, let me be honest with the people Back who when I wasn't running for president. The government yeah, has yeah. lied to you, <laughs> and they have stolen from you. They told you that what your social security about? money is in a trust fund. All that's in that trust fund is a pile of IOUs for money they've spent on something else a long time ago. And they've stolen from you because now they know they cannot pay these benefits because Social Security is going to be insolvent in seven to eight years. We're sitting up here talking about all these other things. Seventy-one percent of federal spending well, I, today I, is on I agree with slightly and debt service. It doesn't have to be. And that's with zero percent interest rates. Tax the churches. Now I'm the only person who has put out a detailed 20. plan on how to deal with entitlements, and it'll save a trillion dollars over the next ten years. And here's the difference between me and Hillary Clinton. What Hillary Clinton's going to say and has said before is she wants to raise Social Security taxes. Now, let me ask you a question, everybody. And, and this is for, you know, the guy who owns a landscaping yes. business out there. If somebody's already stolen money from you, you're going to give them more? <laughs> or are you going to deal with the problem by saying, I'm going to give people who have done well in this country less benefits on the back end? We need to get realistic about this. We're not. The American people forget about anything else they've already been lied to and stolen from and Governor, i'm going to go to washington because I, I think what he's referring to is to everyone this block governor Huckabee. is uh the fact that government can borrow from social security they really shouldn't they shouldn't but they do yeah. when there is a surplus of money yeah, in the Bush. social security funds the government borrows from it and doesn't yeah, pay it back Bush. so a couple things yeah, you can which do to, shouldn't be allowed a couple things you can do to help fix social security are are some of what he's saying i mean if you if you don't need it then whether you've paid into it or not if you don't need it you really shouldn't be getting it right i mean it's 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 a social safety net for those people who do need it that was that was its purpose yeah everybody pays into it the other thing you can do is get rid of the cap on what you pay towards social security if you make more than $250,000 if you make two Two hundred million dollars a year. You're still paying the same amount yeah. that somebody who makes two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Thanks, Republicans. And I'm not yeah. sure if I'm one hundred percent correct on this, but political leaders can opt out of paying Social Security. If I can't remember, I can't remember if I heard that correct one time, saying that that's I've not. Heard if you that. hold a certain office, you're allowed to opt out. I've not. I heard well, not. you you do from yeah, you do sure. come from Scott Walker's state. So. <laughs> I do. That might have been so something you may he said. Have heard that, but I don't <laughs> so know don't don't that's quote me not. on that. That might not be true. That might have to be Googled. But I thought that if that's, yeah, Google that, it, then you'll know for Scott sure. Walker that at a certain Herbert. yeah at a but certain I mean, level in, yeah. in politics, My you can opt out of paying into it. But I mean, it, it it does. It's it sounds kind of shitty to say that if you've paid into it, you you don't get it if you don't need it, but. That was its whole purpose, was to be there as a safety net for those people who well, do need it. Well, but it doesn't, it doesn't sound shitty if you're saying that somebody who makes you know, $5 million a year for 20 years pays into it, and then when they retire, 
they've got a hundred million dollars. Of yeah. course they don't need it. Yeah. Right? That's not shitty. Well, you know, but they well, and but they paid in into of, it for somebody who spent fifty years making fifty thousand yeah, dollars. Well, a year. and that's that's the whole point of it. I mean, it's it's a social program. It's right. a social safety net yeah. to help those who do need. And it. And that's why Republicans hate it. And here's the thing that I have to to add in is how Social Security funded payroll tax. Right? It's funded by the wages of workers. Mm-hmm. That's that's how the majority of Social Security is funded. If you're not a worker, if you're not earning wages, then you're not really paying social security i mean you yeah. may as as an employer as part of uh, an agreement you know you pay this percent and then the worker pays this percent but generally it's for workers making wage and workers making wages are the middle class they're the lower middle class they're the lower class it's the working class of america yeah. those are the ones that need social security not the people that are that you know not not the one percent of of people that are mm-hmm. um giving those wages yeah. and, there, and there already are restrictions on different classifications for social security benefits there's there's dib classification for people who have who have worked enough to accrue the credits that allow them to access the funds if you don't have enough dib credits you don't you don't have access and there's also ssi which is social security insurance for people who have paid into it yeah. enough yeah. if you don't qualify for either you don't get shit yeah. So yeah. there are those regulations um, yeah. are already in place. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you what, the benefits, <laughs> being some of that as a paralegal that works for disability insurance, they're not that spectacular. <laughs> I mean, it's, no, to- it's, it's totally no, affordable. It's, it's yeah. a supplement. Yeah, it's, it's not meant to replace your income or to, or to support well, you entirely. It, it, it actually is. I think, some I think it initially it. it was supposed to be. Sure, it actually yeah, is but, for some, for yeah. some, but... But yeah, I mean, it's roughly equivalent to a thousand dollars a month, but at, at but, the maximum. And and, I, and I, like I said, I, I do agree with Christy that you know if you don't need it, you shouldn't get it. But I think the biggest benefit that sure. you could see in extending and improving Social Security would be to remove the cap on on wages that are taxed for. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, right. But I mean, all of this discussion and all of this stuff about finagling how to you know work this and change that and do it. Look, you cut military spending by. Five to ten percent tax the churches. You can incre- well, you can increase the you can increase the the social security benefit double to two thousand dollars a month. Same qualifications, got to pay in, got to have work credits, whatever. Now it's two thousand dollars a month. That's double, and you haven't even touched the surplus, <laughs> the trillions of dollars you get back from cutting the military t- five to ten percent and taxing the churches. Yeah. So do you think we should take it off of a payroll tax so that it's not funded by the payroll tax? Or do you think it should be more of a hybrid where it's going through churches um, and um, rerouting some military mm. spending into it and the payroll tax? That's what a complicated you- question because I, I would actually have to sit down and think about all of the benefits that I, that I think the churches should tax should be paying into. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, honestly, I think churches should be paying 50% or yeah. more. Uh, you know, unless they unless they could prov- you know provide some sort of social benefit that they can prove they 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 provide to social society, right. I don't think they can do that. I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. already provoking the IRS. Well, and that that but, is a good question as far as as far as just payroll tax versus complete income, right? I mean, you've got people who are trust fund babies who just get capital gains, right, who, right, right, right. whose dad Donald fucking Trump, yeah, whose dad right. leaves him millions of dollars. Jeb that's Bush. where he gets his yeah. That's where they get Rand their wealth Paul. from. Yeah, and they're not paying they're not paying money 
toward mm. Social Security for that, and right. I think that should probably change as well. Sure, I agree. sure. I so, true. so sure. I found the answer yeah. to the question. The only people who are currently allowed to opt out of paying Social Security taxes are clergy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. Or members who are underneath the old federal government's retirement plan, which is now gone. So can they start grandfathered? Can in. they collect? So, can clergy collect Social Security? It, I, I didn't. I didn't see anything about collecting, but oh, they can sure. opt out of paying into Social Security. I'm, I'm absolutely and people sure who are part of the old federal government's retirement plan had the option of opting out. Although the site said it's highly not recommended to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably because they don't. Probably get it. because you wouldn't get it. Get, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So it says here from the guide on a guide on retirement. It says pastors who choose to opt out of Social Security also lose those benefits. Yeah, they that's, do. That's why. Okay. I, yeah, I'm sure that's yeah. why. Okay. Ryan's thing said that it's not a good idea because not, you wouldn't not be getting your, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be getting those benefits. Mm. Well, that's interesting. Sixty seconds I'm a on this. By that. Huh. Well, I would really appreciate that. First of all, yes, we've stolen. Sixty seconds for what? Sorry, I'm going to back this up. Oh, okay. Yeah, we. Or are you going to deal with the problem by saying I'm going to give people who have done well in this country less benefits on the back end? We need to get realistic about this. We're not the American people. Forget about anything else. They've already been lied to and stolen from. And Governor. I'm going to go to Washington to stop it. We, we promised we would get to everyone this block. Governor Huckabee, I'm going to give you 60 seconds on this. Well, I would really appreciate that. First of all, yes, we've stolen. Yes, we've lied to the American people about Social Security and Medicare. But you know what we're not telling them? We the it's their money. This isn't the government's money. This is not entitlement. It's not welfare. Uh. This is money that people had confiscated out of their paychecks. Every time they got a paycheck, the government reached in and took something out of it before they ever saw it. Now we're going to blame the people. Today, Congress decided to take another $150 billion away from Social Security so they can borrow more money. That makes no sense to anybody. And they're always going to say, well, we're going to fix this one day. No, they're not. It's like a 400-pound man saying, I'm going to go on a diet, but I'm eating a sack of Krispy Kremes before I do. And people are sick of believing that the government is never going to really address this. But let me tell you who not to blame. Let's quit blaming the people on Social Security. Let's quit yeah. making it a problem for them. Well, that's it's true. like them I getting agree with mugged that. Yeah. Yeah. and then us saying, well, we're going to mug you some more. You ought to just be able to get over it, get used to it. Governor. No, sir. But the one thing we need to honor our Senator promises. Let me finish. Go, the only God. time I've had a chance, let me. <laughs> See, like me, I'm, I'm fucked when I retire. The one thing, the one thing I don't agree with about what he said i agree with most of it i and i actually agree with the the uh the content of what he's saying but what he's not saying that's pivotal to to what he is saying is that the problem that all of the things he's outlined uh, outlined are problems the republicans have caused yeah those are republican policies that's what he hasn't. That's what he has failed to say. Yeah, like I'm not liking the fact that they want to raise the age of Social Security benefits to when you can receive no. them. Because someone like me who's forced to retire at the age of 57, no matter yeah, what, yeah, they should lower it. I still have to wait till the age of 68 in which to receive my retirement benefits. Look, but again, I have to retire nine years 50, after you're nine forced years to after I'm forced to retire. Yeah, then I start receiving my benefits. Yeah. So again, if you tax the churches, there would be multiple ways yeah. in which they could they could. You know, not only expand Social Security in terms of doubling benefits, mm-hmm. but also also lower the the lower it to fifty five. Yeah, lower it to fifty. I mean, it could do that easily, just based on on tax and yeah. Th- based yeah, I would on love that. I'm actually eligible to retire at forty eight. Unconstitutional. 
Yeah, I mean, this, it's or, or, fucking bullshit. And especially for people, especially who, for people who have dedicated their lives to saving the lives of others. 48, yeah. Or to, you know. At 48, I'll have my 30. But yeah, for, for as, a firefighter, as, you're, right. you're forced to retire at the age of 57. Sure. You are not you allowed know, to hold that job. What? And 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 and, your and retirement benefits for somebody who's dedicated their lives oh, to shit. social service should start at the time you're you're yeah. required to to, I, I, to retire. We I mean, can that makes sense. We can start getting those benefits, but we have to pay a penalty. Yeah, yeah, for it. And and honestly, everybody's like, "Oh, federal retirement's awesome." Like, well, it's better than most state retirements, but it's still not fucking awesome. You still have to have put your own nest egg away. Yeah, and yeah. I, I would even I would even say that they could they could easily fund that for police officers too, as long as they haven't shot a black person. <laughs> well, think, what about a white person? Well, and, and the great thing about the great thing about jobs like like yours, Ryan, where you've where you've had military experience yeah. and you've you've moved into the government sector as as a government employee, and you can retire after yeah, thirty years, at including, a young age. Your, including your military service, yeah. mm-hmm. is that when you then retire, yeah. you can go and get another job. Yes. Right. Generally, in the private sector, or yes. still as a government employee, sort of. No, I, as you, a contractor. You, generally, I, I, I could do contract. I could do state. Yeah. But I can't. I can't go back into federal. Yeah. Mm. So, and and then you'd be kind of double dipping, and and I mean that that works out really really well for a whole lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. old thing people used to do is like you'd become a postman. Yeah. yeah. You you would you would collect your you you retire, then you become a postman, then you still are in a federal service, but now it's state level. Yeah. So you still get to to reap the benefits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My my dad and my grandpa and my uncle are all letter carriers. Yep. I, I didn't carry on that fine family tradition. I just hope to be making movies by then <laughs> and not pornos. I think you're well Although on your make way, good man. Movie. <laughs> you're well on your I way. I just need that one good break. <laughs> a, a matter not of math. This is a matter of morality. If this country does not keep its promise to seniors then what promise can this country hope to be trusted to keep? And the fact is, none of them. And, and by the way, Carl, Before the, we only way, no, the, only way, the only way we're going to be moral, the only way we're going to keep our promise to seniors is start by following the first rule we should all follow, which is to look at them, treat them like adults, and tell them the truth. It isn't their men anymore, Mike. They stole it. It got stolen from them. It's not theirs anymore. The government stole it and spent it a long time but ago. Chris, so let's stop fooling around about this. Let's I, I, I got to say, I almost for once let's like do their that. banter right let's now. Stop trying to give them <laughs> yeah. some kind of fantasy yeah. that's back never and forth. Come true. Senator yeah. Cruz, Chris. before we go to break, we're, we're clearly not having that beer you mentioned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you thirty more seconds. But I'll buy a tequila. Okay. Because he's Mexican. Hispanic. I'll give you thirty seconds to respond. Um. John, since he brought me up, do I not get to respond? Respond on the debt limit or in answer to the governor, whichever you choose. Well, sure. Look, this deal in Washington is an example of why Washington is broken. Republican leadership joined with every single Democrat to add $80 trillion to our debt to do nothing to fix the problems. And then let me know on Social Security, because we were getting into a good substantive exchange. And I want to say I think both Chris and Mike are right. Governor Huckabee is exactly right. We need to honor the promises made to our seniors. But for younger workers, look, I'm 44 years old. It is hard to find someone my generation that thinks Social Security will be there for us. We can save and preserve and strengthen Social Security. If they're a Republican, no changes for seniors, but for younger workers, (laughs) gradually increasing the retirement age, 
changing the rate of growth so that it matches to inflation. Increase the retirement and critically age. allowing yeah. younger workers to keep a portion of our tax payments in a personal account that we own, we control, and That's we can pass on to our fucking bullshit. Kids. He's we talking about privatizing Social Security. John, yeah. let's, let's keep in mind that for one-third of the 60 million Americans on Social Security, it represents 90% of their income. And when I hear people talking about means testing, let's just remember what that means. If we means test Social Security, it means that the government decides whether or not I deserve it. If a person lives in a seven-room yeah. house, does the government get to say, you don't need seven rooms, we're going to take two of them away? That's not at all what they fucking Folks, do, and you know it, you lying yeah. fucking no shit. business stealing even more from the people who have paid this in. I just want to remind you. They don't go look at your fucking their house. Money. No. They expect to have it, and if... If this no, government doesn't pay it, then tell me what's different between the income. government and Bernie yeah. Madoff it's who sits in prison today for doing less than what the government has done to the people on Social Security and Medicare in this country. Governor, thank you. Yeah, we will take a break. The Republican presidential debate live from Boulder, Colorado comes back after a break on CNBC. Fucking, I, think, I think they need to get more of that legalized shit, weed man. on that panel. What a circus. <laughs> Calm down. Chill. Fucking, fucking Huckabee. I can't, I can't stand it when Mr. people just... Huckabee. When they, when they just fucking lie. And generally, Ted Cruz is the worst at yeah. that. Like, oh, yeah. he'll twist whatever and just fucking... The $80 billion? Yeah. Where, did trillion. he just pull he that straight? Trillion. $80 trillion. Oh, yeah, trillion. Sorry, out did he pull ass. that straight out of his ass? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. There's no way that's fucking accurate by yeah. any no, stretch of the imagination. Not even close. I mean, you'd have to be a Republican to believe that shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> what, what, what is our debt at? Is it... Is it, is it 16 trillion, I believe. Yeah. 16, 17 trillion. And he's saying they spent 18 trillion? I, I hear all these guys are there always talking about the deficit and the debt, and they never get the two right, and they always mix the two up. Yeah. yeah. And then they come out with these plans that they never really elucidate or really share, but they're always like, these plans plan. will help the middle class, and then they actually say something on stage, and it's completely against the middle class. Yeah. Yeah completely against everything that they just said that they were for. We're going to make you work longer to get less. Yeah, well, and they, they just know that people will eat that shit up. Yeah. Know? Cut the government? It's, yeah, let's do that. I'm all for getting rid of government. That'll work. But wait, I'm government, so we can't get rid of it. Trickle-down economics doesn't it's fucking fucked. work. I love that that picture that, that keeps going around whenever it's never trickle down. No, no, it's, it's, it's fucked up. But I bottom-up would work. Because, yeah. like, I think fucking Jam Bell said on his show the other day, he's like, you give a bunch of fucking poor people money, they, they spend, spend it. it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they do. It's true. <laughs> what happens when people get a, uh, what were they doing? When Bush was giving out all the, not the, not, not the credits, they were like, oh, here's $600. It's, uh, they spent it. They spent it. It's, yeah. They didn't pay off credit cards. They didn't pay, go towards their mortgage or pay off a car. No. They bought booze and hookers, maybe not hookers. Food. But they bought stuff, food, food. They a lot of them spent the, the money. Yeah. And you know what happens when they spent the money? Businesses got money. Yeah. Yeah. When a rich billionaire gets a lot of money, guess what he does? He goes, he "Ooh, I'm gonna put this in my big, huge swimming tank I got in my fucking house, so I can jump not in there even, like Donald Duck." Not Huck. even that. Generally, they just or, it just adds to their pool. I mean, it they does. just they just yeah. throw it in the bank. They don't they don't because they don't need it. They yeah. don't need it, and they don't have to spend it because they've already got so much disposable yeah. income. And yeah. they're already yeah. spending yep. whatever they are going to spend. They can't spend any faster yeah. than they already not, are. Not yep. to mention that billionaires 
didn't get to where they are now because they spent money. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. They, they hoarded it. Yeah, they they didn't get where they are. They got money. They got they got where they are now because they amassed money and they saved yeah. money. Yeah, and frankly, they probably had some some economics to help them along yeah. the way. But that's it's absolutely absurd to suggest. And this trickle down economics that we just keep hearing about it's just absolutely absurd for them to even postulate that these are the people who are spending the bulk of our money. They're the ones where the, what, what does Bernie say? He's like 90% of the, of new income goes to the top 1%. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. All that income is just sitting there. That it, income is, is, it doesn't is go anywhere. Sitting there. Well, it, they just throw it in the pool because yeah. they don't, they, they're like I said, they're not going to spend it any faster. No. Or yeah. they, or they circle jerk it around with yeah. the other people that are up there with them. It's, yeah. they throw it in offshore but accounts like, and it goes to other economies. They, but, I mean, they, they really can't spend it any faster than they yeah, already right, are. Right. right? But, but if, if, if you got a rich person that's going to spend $20 million on a new aircraft versus, you know, a hundred thousand, hundred thousand people spending $200 at different stores yeah. or something. Yeah. That's money being pushed out in a wider net yeah, across yeah, the economy true. versus yeah. one person spending twenty fucking million dollars on one fucking airplane yeah. on yeah. consumer goods too. On which consumer I think goods, is really like really important. Not banking industry, yes. not huge law firms, right. private yeah. nothing like that. Things that consumers need and want. Yes, not investments. We're talking about right. durable goods. Exactly. Yeah, right. and because, food, and, and that even goes further. Because you go to the store, you spend that money on some groceries. Well, now the store's got to restock that, so they buy more money from this company or exactly. money of this yeah. company. Mm-hmm. It's a lot wider net if yeah. you give the poorer person more money versus the rich person more money. Money, sure money doesn't fucking trickle down; it trickles up. up. Have yes, you, have exactly. You seen, have you guys seen that meme that's been going around about the mother explaining to her daughter about trickle down ep- economics? No. They're just they're sitting there and she's and you know the mother's like, so the top one percent gets all the money, and then the next frame the daughter's like, then what? She's like, that's that's a that's, that's all. <laughs> we get fucked. Yeah, that's, that's pretty it. Pretty much. End yeah. of story. Let's rig we, we, get, we get fucked. Time for bed. Yep. <laughs> Are we even halfway through this fucking thing yet? Almost. <laughs> Almost halfway. Right here on CNBC. Uh, Folks, we'll get right back into this. Uh, Mr. Trump, let's talk a little bit um, about bankruptcies. Your Atlantic City casinos Mm. filed for bankruptcies four times. In fact, Fitch, the ratings agency, even said that they were serial filers for all of this. You said that you did great with Atlantic City, and you did. But some of the individuals, the bondholders, some of the contractors who work for you, didn't fare so well. Um, Bankruptcy is a broken promise. Why should the voters believe or the promises that you're telling them Looks right like now. She has well, a all, like many other very big businessmen, I, I could name them here, but I'm not going to do that for a lot of obvious reasons. But the biggest, and almost all of them, they've all used the chapter laws, the bankruptcy laws, to their own benefit. Before this, I was a very successful person as a as a developer and as a businessman. Because your daddy uh, gave you shit tons of bad. money. Yep. I mean, Chris will know about that. I'm not blaming Chris, by the way, but he will know about that. <laughs> Caesars, excuse me, Caesars, the Rolls Royce, as you know, is in bankruptcy. Almost every hotel in Atlantic City has either been in bankruptcy or will be in bankruptcy. The biggest. Because nobody the biggest has money to gamble or vacation. As a businessman, yeah. from my family, from myself, I never filed for bankruptcy. But many, many people did. What happened? Because you're with shielded as a fucking yeah. corporation. Very, very it, disgraceful. Because yep. you took advantage of the tax of code. Yeah. 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 I've he's, used he's it said three times, yeah. maybe four times. It's disgusting. Came out great, but I guess I'm supposed to yeah, come so out he'll, great. He'll That's what I could do for the country. We owe 19 country trillion dollars. Boy, yep. am I good at solving at debt problems. Nobody can solve it like me. But I will tell you this. 
Uh, Atlantic City, you're using that. Hundreds of companies that I've opened have thrived. I built a net worth of way over $10 billion, and I've done it four times out of hundreds, and I'm glad I did it. I used the laws of the country to my benefit. I'm sorry. Mr. Trump, thank you. Thank you. He's being honest. In recent yeah, but he's still a, a fucking rep. pharmaceutical yeah. <laughs> companies have been accused of profiteering for dramatically raising the prices of life-saving drugs. You have spent yeah. a lifetime in medicine. Have these companies gone too far? Should the government Martin be involved Shrelly? in controlling some of these price increases? Well, there's, there's no question that, that some people... Uh, go overboard when it comes to trying to make profits and they don't take into consideration the American people. What we have to start thinking about uh, as leaders, particularly in government, is what can we do for the average American? And you think about the reasons that we're having such difficulty right now with our job market. Well, the average small manufacturer, (laughs) whatever they're manufacturing, (laughs) drugs or anything, if they have less than 50 employees, the average <laughs> what cost does that matter? in terms of regulations is $34,000 per employee. Makes it a whole lot easier for them to want to go somewhere else. So what we're going to have to start doing, instead of you know picking on this group or this group, is we're going to have to have a major reduction in the regulatory influence okay. that's going on. The government so is not supposed to be in every part of our lives, and that's what's causing the problem. Thank you, Dr. Did he Dr. say Christie. anything? No. no. There's no, been a lot okay. of political rhetoric. I was thinking that same that thing. I was like, it's executives sa- it feels like I just to took a shot of NyQuil. Talking in circles. General Motors paid more than $1 billion in fines and settlements for its ignition switch defect. 124 people died as a result of these faulty switches. No one went to jail. No as a former prosecutor, do you believe the people responsible for the switch He's a former and prosecutor? the cover-up belong yeah, behind bars? Yeah, he's talked about that, that I for 9-11. And if I were the prosecutor, oh, that's yeah, exactly where yeah. they'd be. Uh, the, the fact is that this Justice Department under this president um, has been a political Justice Department. It's been a Justice Department that's decided that they want to pick who the winners and losers are. They like General Motors, so they give them a pass. They don't like somebody else, like David Petraeus. They prosecute them and send a decorated general um, to disgrace. It's a political justice department. And yeah, Jim, you know full well do that, that in the seven all. years I was U.S. attorney, yeah, we went after a pharmaceutical companies. We went after companies that were ripping yeah. off shareholders. We went after companies that were doing things that were against law. And, the, and to expand on Mr. Carson's or Dr. Carson's question, let's face it. We have laws already. We don't need Nor laws. We don't need Hillary Clinton's price controls. For Again, <laughs> does anybody out there think that giving Washington, D.C. the opportunity to run the pharmaceutical industry is a good idea? Yeah, uh, given how I well do. they've done running the government? I do. So what we do, though, is if there's somebody who's price gouging, we have laws for prosecutors to take that on. Let's let what the justice fuck does he think the government is? Yeah. It's where we get the laws from. Yes. Justice, more than just a word, it'll be a way of life. Thank you, Governor Christie. So you're going to pass a, a, a law? In a debate like- what the fuck am I? He, he's talking about, oh, well, where do we think we get these regulations from? It's, it's going to happen. All, Boy, we need to deregulate. They're all in favor of deregulation, and it blows my mind because it's like these are these – these are markets like the healthcare market, the education market. They're they're not really that flexible. We're kind of stuck with whatever they give us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
they can play games all they want. So the deregulation doesn't work, and it's not working right now. It's it's ridiculous and silly, and we're at the recipient end of that. Well, it's it's the fucking it's the libertarian argument of the market will sort it out. Right? Did the market fucking sort it out when kids were forced into fucking labor markets, working yeah. printing presses and fucking coal mines? Yeah. The, the labor market didn't sort that shit right. out. No. Government it took government it regulation to do yep. that shit. Right? Yep. And and has the market sorted out the pedophile priest situation? No. <laughs> the market the market is well. Is, the market's rich there. It's so weird that they think well, that the market is just like this magical entity I, I know, that yeah. will yeah. guarantee fairness and equality no. to all those who deserve. It's like, no, the market exists as a series of economic principles which some people take advantage of and they've been taking advantage oh, yeah. of for a very long time and now these people are rich as hell and they're going to keep those rules yeah. in favor of themselves against us. The more the more they can take advantage of people and make more money to put in their own pockets, yeah. the better for them. Oh, yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's so That's silly. why we need to regulate them. Yes, I say we just go regulators mount up. <laughs> Four years ago, every Republican running for president pledged to oppose a budget deal containing any tax increase, even if it had spending cuts ten times as large. A few months later, you told Congress, "Put me in, Coach. You'd take that deal." Still feel that way? Well, the deal was uh, done. Barack Obama got his massive tax increase and there was no spending cuts. You just see the, the recent deal announced today or yesterday. More spending, more tax increasing, more regulation, and now we have to accept 2% the new normal for economic growth. And the net result is the middle class has $2,300 less in their pockets than the day that Barack Obama got elected president. And now they see Hillary Clinton proposing a third term of economic policy for uh, for our country. We need to reverse that. that. And my record was one of cutting taxes each term. and every year. You don't have to guess about it because I actually have a record. $19 billion of tax cuts, 1.3 million jobs created. We were one of two states to go to AAA bond rating. And our government spending was far less than the spending in people's income. But to, to yeah, Florida's doing so Congress, well. Yeah. Or, or like here in Utah where they want to raise taxes and everything else and raise your own taxes. One dollar, one dollar of tax increases for ten dollars. You find me cuts. a Democrat? Would you would take go, it? You find me a Democrat that will cut spending ten dollars? Heck, find me a Republican in Congress that would cut <laughs> spending ten dollars. So you don't I'll want the coach him. to put you in anymore? We, look, the, the deal was already done. The biggest tax increase happened under the watch of Barack Obama, and spending's gone up. You find a Democrat that's for cutting taxes, t- cutting spending ten dollars? I'll give him a warm kiss. Thank you, Governor. Carl? Ooh, sexy. Uh, He's got to make out with Bernie. In 2010, while running for Senate (laughs) in Tech Ridge, California, you called an internet sales tax a bad idea. (laughs) Traditional brick and mortar stores obviously disagree. Now that the internet shopping playing field has matured, what would be a fair plan to even that playing field? You know, it's, I want to go impossible. back for a moment to what we were just talking about. Oh, so you don't about. want to answer the question. Crony capitalism yeah. I'm going to go back and, well and not answer your so question. So I had 10 DC minutes to think about this. Crony capitalism. <laughs> crony capitalism is what happens when government gets so big and so powerful that only the big and the powerful can handle it. So why are the pharmaceutical companies consolidating? Why are there five even bigger Wall Street banks now instead of the 10 we used to have on Wall Street? Because... When government gets big and powerful, the big feel like they need to get even bigger to Bullshit. deal with all that yeah. power. And meanwhile, the small and the powerless, in this case, 1,590 community banks go out of business. You see, folks, this is how socialism starts. Government causes a problem. 
and then government steps in to solve the problem. This is why fundamentally we have to take our government back. The student loan problem has been created by government. Government trying to level the playing field between internet and brick and mortar creates a problem. No, the FCC private. jumping in now no. and saying we're going to put 400 pages of regulation over the internet is going to create massive problems, but guess who pushed for that regulation? The big internet companies. This is what's going on. Big and powerful use big and powerful government I agree with her on, the, on the internet regulation. It's why you see Walgreens buying Yeah, but I'm not sure she knows what the internet the is yet. It's why you see the getting together. It's why you see the health insurance companies getting together. It's why you see the banks consolidating. And meanwhile, small businesses are getting crushed. Community-based businesses and farms are getting crushed. Community banks are going out of business. Republican big policies. government favors the big, the powerful, the wealthy, and the well-connected and crushes the small and the powerless. Is it is yeah. why we have to simplify. It is why we have to reduce the because size Because we allow a company that's bigger to crush to the smaller the companies. Yeah. Between big and powerful and small and powerless. Thank you very much. Yeah, I agree. It's just, again, Senator Rubio, it's money. You She's got to confuse. That, uh, it's the Republican yeah. policies that are crushing the small it's, business. Well, when you hear Republicans talk all about all the time about reducing the size of reducing the size of government, and the government is too big and powerful, but that's the policies that they put in place. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's so weird because they're like, we want to help small businesses, but we also want to have a tax plan that helps millionaires and billionaires. Yes, right. Um, and not middle class people who actually frequent small businesses yeah. or own are, them. Yeah. yeah, or own them and are their chief source of income yep. and revenue. Yep. It, it it's ridiculous. It's we, crazy. we we gotta have our own uh Caesar Chavez movement. <laughs> Instead of grapes, it's like Walmart and big businesses. Like we're going to the local people. Like you got a local small business, I will frequent your business. Fuck the big business. No. I, you're getting all my money. You, you'll, you'll like Ninth and Ninth area then in Salt Lake City. It's yeah, just boy. We're, we're just gonna have a giant boycott of big business. It won't work. Walmart's too cheap. Yeah, yeah I don't know if we're <laughs> quite had issues. You have a lack of bookkeeping skills. You accidentally intermingled campaign money with your personal money. You faced foreclosure on a second home that you bought, and just last year you liquidated a sixty-eight thousand dollars retirement fund. That's something that cost you thousands of dollars in taxes and penalties. In terms of all of that, it raises the question whether you have the maturity and the wisdom to leave a $17 trillion economy. What do you say? Well, you just, you just listed a litany of uh, discredited attacks from Democrats and my political opponents, and I'm not going to waste 60 seconds detailing them all. <laughs> so I'm not going to answer it. The yeah. Here's the truth. <laughs> exactly. I didn't inherit any money. My dad was a bartender. My mother was a maid. Uh, they another bartender. They a better life. They didn't save enough money for us to go to school. I had to yeah. work my way through school. Is, I had to borrow money to go to school. Is his dad and Lindsey Graham's dad the same person? to my wife why someone named yeah. Sally just, May was I taking $1,000 out of the, our uh, bank account every month. The common man are you? Yeah. I know what it's like to owe that money, and we've worked hard. We've worked hard our whole life to provide a better family, a better life for our family. We own a home four blocks away from the place that I grew up in. My four children have been able to receive a good Christian education. A good Christian education. Uh, so they never have to have the means. loans that I did. So Maybe not an education. Reveals the first one to bring up Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like an oxymoron to me. Who today are yeah. struggling in an economy they, they don't that is not producing good paying jobs. Christian Christian everything education. else yeah. possible. Yeah. And that's what this economy needs no to be. No sex ed. That's what this debate needs to be about. 
This debate right. needs to be about the men and women across this country that are struggling on a daily basis to provide for their families homeless, the better future that we've Jews. always said this country's all about. <laughs> Senator, I understand all of that. I had a lot of student loans when I got out, too. But you've had a windfall that a lot of Americans haven't. You made over a million dollars on a book deal, and some of these problems came out. And I use it to pay off my loans, and it's available yes, on paperback if you you're w- interested <laughs> in <buying> it. <laughs> <laughs> Another shameless plug. Way to GOP that. And that cost you about $24,000 out of that in taxes and fees. That that was after you'd already come into that windfall. That's why I raised the question. Yeah, again, as I said, we're raising a family in the 21st century, and it's one of the reasons why my tax plan is a pro-family tax plan. It increases the per-child tax Just credit. Spend it on because I didn't read about this in a book. You, if you can't raise a family with a million dollars... It, it, it increases the per-child <laughs> tax credit cow. because, you know... <laughs> because... Because underpopulation is a real problem yeah. in the world right yeah, now. See, exactly. This is this is uh, discrimination against us singless, single, non-kid-having people. <laughs> the reasons why my tax plan is a pro-family tax plan. It increases the per-child tax credit. Like pro-family. Because I didn't read about this in a book. I know for a fact how difficult it is to raise children, huge. how expensive it's yeah. become yeah. for working Where's families. Where's the single man and tax plan? I make a lot plan. more than the average American. Imagine how hard it is for my these people out there that are expensive. making $60,000 a year, and they're trying to provide for their families at a time when this economy is not growing. We can't afford another four years of that, which is what we're going to get if we elect a big government liberal like Hillary Clinton to the White House. Thank you, Senator. Also, things will, things will be looking up again. Governor Kasich, uh, you've called for abolishing the Export-Import Bank, which provides subsidies to help American companies compete <laughs> with overseas competitors. You call that corporate welfare. He's the Republican welfare. Bernie. He just looks like One he always got out, right, he just got out of bed. Always uh, wrote has, an editorial, said yeah. they found that strange, writing that if that's corporate welfare, yeah, what does Kasich call the He's millions of wings. dollars in financial incentives <laughs> doled out to attract or retain jobs by his development effort, Jobs Ohio? If subsidies are good enough for Ohio companies, why aren't they good enough for companies trying to compete overseas? Well, first of all, when we talk about the Import-Export Bank, it's time to clean up corporate welfare. If we're going to reform welfare for poor people, we ought to reform it for rich people as well. Secondly, in our state, we went from a loss of 350,000 jobs to now a gain of 347,000 jobs to the positive. Our wages are growing faster than the national average. And I've cut taxes more than any sitting governor in this state, $5 billion, including no taxes on small business and killing the death tax. Now, I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier, this budget deal in Washington. (laughs) This is the same Uh. old stuff since I left. You spend the money today, and then you hope you're going to save money tomorrow. I don't know if people understand but I spent a lifetime with my colleagues getting us to a federal balanced budget. We actually did it. And I have a roadmap and a plan right now to get us to balance. Reforming entitlements, cutting taxes. You see, because if you really want to get to a balanced budget, you need to reduce your expenses and you need to grow your economy. So what I will tell you about our incentives, our incentives are tight. And at the end of the day, we make sure that we gain more from the creation of jobs than what we lose. And you know what? Ohio, one of the best growing places in the country. I not only did it in Washington, I did it in Ohio. And I'll go back to Washington again, and there'll Thank be you, no Governor. more of these silly deals if I become president. Just the well, optics the of that with him holding hands with him. Yeah. A federally balanced budget <laughs> so they you, will do their job. Becky? Yes. I Thank keep you, thinking Governor. of words we can replace with what they're saying, like they do in those funny, in like, still earn just fake voice ones. Yeah. And I know that you've said you've been very sympathetic to our cause, um, but you've also said that the Democrats' moves to try and change this are political show votes. 
I just wonder what you would do as president to try and help in this cause. Well, we've got to turn the economy around for people who are struggling. The Democrats' answer to everything is more government Democrats? control over wages and more empowering trial lawyers to file lawsuits. You know, you look at working women. exactly raising. The I'll tell you, in my family, there are a lot control, of single moms in my family. Over wages. My yeah. sister was a single mom. Both my aunts were single moms. My mom, who's here today, was a single mom. I want to see if she has your facial features. My father left us when I was three years old. I just want to know. Now, thank God. <laughs> My She's father was invited to also. a Bible study. Yeah, like, did he get it from his dad? And became born again, and he came back to my mom and me, and we were raised. He thanks God for his dad going to a Bible study. Yeah. Did you guys see the clip of his dad talking to people after his little speech at the World Congress of Families today? No, I didn't see that. Talking about how new people will want to get married, and and the gay agenda is to in, is to allow pedophiles to oh. prey on children. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought that, that was, was the a, church. I thought it was Catholic priests. <laughs> yeah. What is he this, talking about? This this yeah. is some of the wonderful things that are coming out of the World Congress of Families that's happening here. I in can't Florida. wait was to yell it, at them tomorrow. Was it like one of the uh, Mormon apostles, like a keynote? Oh, yes, yes, Alan Oaks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, and and he's our an governor, board member, and Governor Gary fucking Herbert, and, and Bill Herbie, and the Attorney General for fucking Utah Sean are both speaking. I don't know. I, I have absolutely no problem calling that a hate group. It's oh, they no, are none awful. whatsoever. Absolutely well, they're they're no they're an umbrella group, and every group underneath that umbrella is considered a hate group. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, yes, yeah. that is a good way to put it. It's a mm-hmm. big fat fucking umbrella of hate. Struggle of single moms is extraordinary. I don't like and, you know, <laughs> when you see Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders and all the Democrats talking about wanting to address the plight of working women, not a one of them mentioned the fact that under Barack Obama. 3.7 million women have entered poverty. Not a one of them mentioned the fact that under Barack Obama and the big government economy, the median wage for women has dropped $733. The truth of the matter is... Yeah, he's is, been trying to get pay equality. ...benefits the wealthy, it you benefits voted the against lobbyists, it. it benefits the, the giant corporations, and the people who are getting hammered are small businesses, it's single moms, it's Hispanics. That is who I'm fighting for, the people that Washington leaves behind. Becky, it is the height of hypocrisy for Mrs. Clinton to talk about being the first woman president when every single (laughs) policy she espouses and every single policy of President Obama has been demonstrably Bad for women. No! What the fuck? 92% of the jobs lost during Barack Obama's first term. He has nothing to do with those. Senator Cruz is precisely right. Right. Three million women have fallen into poverty under this administration. And that's the his fault. Of women living in extreme if that's poverty even true. is the yeah, highest. I, I doubt level every fucking thing record. she's saying right now. I am right a conservative can, can because I know our values, like our principles, and our yeah, 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 yeah. But as as far as the pay goes, they put they they they, they did put bills up. If I'm not if I'm correct, for pay equality for women to pay equal pay for equal work, and they fucking shot it down. They did that yep. years ago. This yeah. Is, this is the reality, and this is something that Bernie, I think, is wrong on as well. Um, so what's the gen- they're talking about the gender pay gap, and they're like, the gender pay gap is like 70 cents on the dollar, right? 77 cents on the dollar. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Women yeah. to men. Let's look it's at that. It's not really true. The European Commission defines it as the average difference between men's and women's aggregate hourly earnings. That's it. There's nothing else that they take into yeah. consideration. Which, which, no which that, that's what it should be. Right. So no matter how many times this wage gap, it's refuted by economists. No 
real economist actually takes this seriously. That's a no true Scotsman. I should say no serious economist actually takes <laughs> yeah. the wage oh, gap as part of one of the, like as credible. Right. <laughs> so the bottom line is that the 23 cent gender pay gap is simply the difference between the average earnings, not even wages, but earnings of all men and all women working full time. So it doesn't account for differences in occupations or positions or education or job tenure or hours worked per week. Mm-hmm. It does, um, when you put in all of those factors, and I've got this from Christina Hoff Summers. Um, she's, a, she's a feminist um, and a, a professor and a um, philosophy professor. When, when you put in those relevant factors, the wage gap narrows to the point of vanishing. And when they start talking about unemployment for women, they need to realize that is not just unemployment for women. That is unemployment for humans. That is unemployment for yeah. American citizens. And there's unemployment for men as well. And, th- and their policies are, are simply do nothing. Uh, do absolutely nothing. Um, they meaning Republicans. The Republicans. The Republicans say, okay, so the way that we get women to stop dropping out of the, the working industry is to what? Stop having kids. Put no. them in traditional gender roles again. Yeah. And give more money to people who already have a lot of money. Give money to big corporations and big banks. Um, put women in traditional gender roles where they're going to be wives and mothers. And that's, that's what their job is. Yeah. I mean, it's every, silly. everyone knows silly. the fastest way to get rich is raise a bunch of kids. Oh, yeah. And they yearn for these <laughs> days of the 50s yeah. when fucking women right. weren't a major yeah. part of the workforce anyway. Exactly. Right. Y- you want to know right. how to get people off of unemployment and get jobs better? Raise the minimum wage. People won't have to work three jobs anymore, so they only work one job. Guess what? Two jobs just opened up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Tax the churches. That too. I it mean, that's, that's it. Bothers me to hear this shit coming from Carly Fiorina because she's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but she's but out, she's, also she's out earned every man she's ever known, though. So I mean, it's you know, I don't know what her net worth is, but I know she's. Filthy, stinking rich. Yeah, I bet it's a lot. She had a nice golden parachute when she was fired. Oh, yeah. To the tune of, I think, 30-something million dollars. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, the point is, she doesn't know anything about middle class, low class. No. None of them do. Better to lift everyone no. up, men and women. Thank you, Mrs. Fiorina. I think Bernie's the only Dr. one. Dr. Carson, we know you as a work. physician, but we wanted to ask you about your it's involvement. Possible. Maybe Mark O'Malley. Boards, including mm-hmm. Costco. Maybe. Last year, a marketing study called the warehouse retailer the number one gay-friendly brand in America. <laughs> Yay, partly Costco! because of its domestic partner benefits. Why would you serve on a company whose policies seem to run counter to your views on homosexuality? Well, obviously, you don't understand my views on homosexuality. Uh, I believe <laughs> that our Constitution protects everybody, regardless of their sexual orientation or any other aspect. Unless they're Muslim and then they I can't also run for president. Yeah. marriage yeah. is between one man right. and one woman. And that but, there is no reason gay. that you can't yeah. uh, be perfectly fair to the gay community. They shouldn't automatically assume that because you believe that marriage is between one man and one woman, that you are a homophobe. And this is one of the uh, myths. You kind of espouse that you're homophobic. And this is how they frighten people and get people to shut up. 
You know, that's what the PC culture is all about. No. It's destroying Fuck this nation. you, Ben Carson. The fact Carson. of the matter is, we, the American people, are not each other's enemies. It's those people who are trying to divide us who are the enemies, and we no. need to make that no. clear. No, it's not the people that are trying to divide us that are enemies. It's people that are trying to legislate inequality yeah. between random demographics that are enemies. It's Silly. They offered claims that they could cure autism, cancer, they paid $7 million to settle a deceptive marketing lawsuit in Texas, and yet your involvement continued. Why? Well, that's easy to answer. I didn't have an involvement with them. That oh. is total propaganda. And this is what happens in our society, total propaganda. I did a couple of speeches for them. I did speeches for other people. They were paid Did you get speeches. paid? Yeah. Yes. absolutely absurd. Wouldn't that be involvement? That I yes. I any kind of a relationship with them. Do I take you the product? You were doing speeches yes. and getting I, paid. I think it's a good product. Uh, to be fair, you, you were You thought it's a good product. On their website with the logo over your shoulder. If somebody put me on their homepage, <laughs> they did it without my permission. Does that not speak oh, to your bullshit. vetting process or judgment in any way? No, it speaks to the fact that I don't know that it's going on. Oh, the Ooh. moderator got booed. They, they know. <laughs> I do think that was a, a shitty question. Yeah. That it, was, was, it was an attack. Yeah. It was an attack, but... It, it was. Holy it was. Shit. It was the moderator back. got booed. <laughs> Go back, because at first I was thinking, all right, Ben Carson might take a hit, but now I think he might take a spike. Yeah, because he he actually he actually responded. Vetting process or judgment in any way? No, it speaks to the fact that I don't know that it's going. On. He paused. He let him do their thing. <laughs> See, they know. Boom. Yeah. He actually nailed that. Boom. One. He, he nailed that one, and he talked faster. He nailed that one. Yeah, yeah, but that, was, yeah, that wasn't that was an attack on him. But that, that, that CNBC just playing the part of CNBC, I think. Like, but how can he say he had no involvement with the company when it's like you were giving speeches for them? You're on the cover of their webpage. I had and no you got involvement. Paid. I was yeah. just getting paid I, I, I just for got giving paid. speeches. And that's what blows my mind is they they had something they could really get him on, yeah. and they let it yeah. go and yeah. then attacked him personally. Like, well, yeah. and here's and here's the other thing, and maybe maybe you know to build on what you were just saying, I think. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, why am I hesitating? I was, I was, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was, I worried, know. I was worried I about know. sounding condescending, but when no, am I ever worried worry. about that? Uh, <laughs> the, the, the average voter out there is going to hear the response from the crowd yeah. and they're going to think, oh, fucking, yeah, that guy was wrong and Ben Carson was right. Yeah. Uh, yeah That's I'll, what's going to happen. And they're going to, they're going to see yeah. how he handled that and they're going to say, oh, yep. I guarantee I, the Fox News soundbite for that one will be CNBC attacking yeah. Oh, yeah. him, oh, yeah. crowd cheering, and then him making that last comment. That's how the soundbite's going to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll play that up. Like, yep. see, look how that, the liberal that, that news is attacking Republicans. Yeah, that, Mainstream that's gonna, media that's, goes that's, yeah. after Ben Carson. Yeah. be all over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so far, that's the biggest hit, for sure, of this this one. <laughs> I wonder who the guy was that was running off stage. <laughs> stage guy. He was, yeah. uh, he was, he was grabbing the colostomy sacks. Colorado, <laughs> yeah. University of Colorado. He just comes out. Bernie! Excuse me. Wired magazine recently carried the headline, Marco Rubio wants to be the tech industry's savior. It noted your support for dramatically increasing immigration visas called H-1B, which are designed for workers with the special skills that Silicon Valley wants. But your Senate colleague Jeff Sessions of Alabama says in reality... One of the most racist motherfuckers in Congress. ...to (laughs) undercut hiring and wages for highly qualified Americans. Why is he wrong? Well, first of all, if a company gets caught doing because that, they should never be able to use the program again. 
If you get caught abusing this Mark program, you should never be able to use it again. The second thing I've said is we need to add reforms, not just increase the numbers, but add reforms. For example, before you hire anyone from abroad, you should have to advertise that job for 180 days. You also have to prove that you're going to pay these people more than you would pay someone else so that you're not undercutting it by bringing in cheap labor. But here's the best solution of all. We need to get back get to training that. people in How this country to do the jobs for changes of the 21st in... century. Why, for the life of me, I do not understand why did we stop what doing vocational education in America? People that can work with their hands. People that you can train to do this work while uh, they're it's still, still in there. high school. So they can graduate ready to go work. But do so you the best way to close this gap is to modernize ready to go work. So Americans because have the states have cut jobs. education. But in the interim, in the absence of that, what's yeah, happening is some of these tech companies are taking those, those centers to and we got robots Because they can get people to go over there instead of here. But the ideal scenario is to train Americans to do the work. So we don't have to rely on people from abroad. He could have just said because Jeff Sessions is a fucking racist program that we shouldn't increase Well, I believe we, th there are abuses. Those companies should be permanently barred from ever using the program again, and we should put strict standards in place to ensure that they're not being abused. Thank you. Like Senator. the prevailing wage requirement and like the advertisement requirement. Thank you, Senator Becky. Mm -hmm. Mr. Trump, let's stay on this issue of immigration. Um, you have been very critical of Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, who has wanted to increase the number of these H-1B. I was not at all critical of him. I was not at all. In fact, Frankly, he's complaining about terrific. the fact that we're losing some of the most of talented people. They go to Harvard, me. they go to Yale, they go to Princeton. They come from another country and they're immediately sent out. Mm -hmm. I am all in favor of keeping these talented people here so they can go to work in Silicon. Maybe they want to go home. I am not been at all critical of him. Where did I read this and come up with this that you were... Probably, I don't know, you, you people write this stuff. I don't know what you... <laughs> <laughs> And if I could say just one thing, yeah. I am the only person in either campaign that's self-funding. I'm putting up 100% of my own money. And right now, I will be putting up a tremendous, so far I, I put up less than either. anybody, and I have the best results. Wouldn't that be 100%. nice if the country could do that? But I will be putting... Because you don't have to advertise to get money. Up, you know, yeah, tremendous amounts Donald of money. Trump. Super PACs are. are a disaster. They're a scam. They cause dishonesty. Oh, you are a super PAC. Get rid of them. <laughs> Because they are causing a lot of bad decisions He's a super pack unto to be made himself. by yeah. some very good people. Well, the reason Trump why he doesn't like the these folks, but I guess I could. His competitors have them. Very good people are making very bad decisions right now. And if anything comes out of this whole thing with some of these nasty and ridiculous questions, I will tell you, you better get rid of the super PACs because they're causing a big problem with this country. Not only That's in dishonesty true. and what's going on. But That's why I like Bernie. I, yeah, it's, yeah. Too, it's yeah. far too left for this audience. But yeah. special interests. Becky. You, you know, Mr. You know, Mr. Trump. I agree with Donald Trump on something. What do you know? Yeah, yeah, crazy. You have right? been, Let me follow up on this. You, been, been, you had talked a little bit about uh, Marco Rubio. Rubio. I think you called him Mark Zuckerberg's personal senator. Marco Rubio. I never said that. I never said that. So this was an erroneous article the whole way around? He's got another gentleman in Florida who happens to be a very nice guy, but not... My apologies. I'm sorry. He's really doing some bad facts. Since I've been mentioned, can I respond? <laughs> yes, I need, yes, you okay. You're full of shit. Democrats I don't know what to tell you. It's called the mainstream media. Whoever <laughs> Your, Way to go, sir. Your Haley. beloved Fox News is also mainstream media. Yeah. She admitted she had sent emails to her family saying, hey, this attack in Benghazi was caused by al-Qaeda-like elements. She spent over a week telling the families of those victims and the American people that it was because of a video. And yet the mainstream media is going around saying it was the greatest week in Hillary Clinton's campaign. Well, it was. It was she raised money. Not over a week. Not over a week. It was a week that she got exposed to.
Benghazi. Oh, she has her super Benghazi. The American mainstream media. <laughs> well, after Jennifer 50 Rubio, investigations, she's much. doing pretty good still. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly. He has yeah, some comments as well, sir. Senator Cruz, let's focus on our central bank, the Federal Reserve. You've been a fierce critic of the Fed. Arguing for more transparency. This guy's crazy. Where do you want to take that? He acts you like want he's to get on Congress meth. involved yeah, in monetary sure. policy, or is it time to slap the Fed Such back and downsize them completely? He's what a are tweaker. your thoughts? What do you believe? Well, Rick, it's a very important question. I've got deep concerns is about the Fed. The first thing I think we need to do is <laughs> audit the Fed. And, and I am an original co-sponsor of Ron Paul's audit the Fed legislation. The second thing we need to do is I think we need to bring together a bipartisan commission to look at getting back to rules-based monetary policy, end this star chamber that, that, that has been engaging in this incredible experiment of quantitative easing, QE1, QE2, QE3, QE infinity. And the people who are being impacted, you know, a question that was asked earlier, <laughs> Becky QE. asked, was about working women. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, you look at on Wall Street, the Fed is doing great. It's driving up stock prices. Wall Street's doing great. You know, today, the top 1% earn a higher share of our income than any year since 1928. Yeah, that's a problem. But Ted if you Cruz look at working men and women, if you look at a single mom buying groceries, <laughs> she sees hamburger prices have gone up near, nearly 40%. She sees her cost of electricity going up. She sees her health insurance going up and loose money is one of the major problems. We need sound money, and I think the Fed should get out of the business of trying to juice our economy and simply be focused on sound money and monetary stability, ideally tied to gold. Oh, the so same question to you. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'd like yeah. to thank Ted for co-sponsoring my bill, Audit the Fed. And I think it's precisely because of the arrogance of someone like Ben Bernanke, who now calls us all know-nothings, that's precisely why we need Audit the Fed. I think it is really a, a very much a, a huge problem that an organization as powerful as the Fed comes and lobbies against them being audited on the Hill. I would prevent them from lobbying Congress. I don't think the Fed should be involved with lobbying us. I think we should examine how the Fed. I have no problem really with lobbyists, honestly. Problem. You want to study income inequality? I think Let's bring they should have to talk about Fed policy and like, how it causes income inequality. Self-recognize. I have some Sorry, issues with lobbyists. You guys all turn around on me like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, pers- <laughs> you personally don't? Come on, yeah. Dan. Come on, yeah. just okay. agree with us. I, <laughs> I really don't have a problem with lobbyists. What's okay. I think it should all be public information. Sure. Absolutely. And you can't, like, a politician can't go, like, well, I didn't know. Like, well, no, straight right here. It says this lobbying company that works for this gave you this much money, and you got this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no problem with that. I think yeah. it, uh, I, it should be 100% clear on what exactly goes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More transparency. Yeah, I, my, so so my, uh, my position on lobbyists is that lobbyists are the people who represent the groups that they are paid to represent. And and they do so with connections in Washington. Mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with that at all. These are the people who are experts in their field. That's why they are paid lobbyists. Yeah, more, they're or the ones more or less, yeah. Who, they're the ones who are representing the interests of the company that has the company or corporations but, or, or group of corporations who have paid them to do a job. And I don't have any problem with World that. Congress of Family is also a lobby group. I do have a problem with that because they have a, um, they have a much higher rate of representation mm-hmm. in um, government than the average citizen does. Sure. And so we have a citizen's dilemma. How do we get citizens to be more representative of themselves in government? Sure. How do, how do, we, how do we fix that democracy problem? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, 
how do we how do we um, also make sure that lobbyists aren't phased out completely because we still need the interests of the companies mm-hmm. to be able to understand how they're doing and what's going on. Mm-hmm. My big problem right now is there's a lot of them. They're very well paid, even at the state level. And I saw working up at the legislature as an intern, um, dozens and dozens and dozens of lobbyists are huddled outside of the chamber to talk to legislature legislators at their whim. Yeah. And there were no citizens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, I guess, I per, think some of that's education. Per, perhaps I should have qualified my comment to say that I have no problem with lobbyists because they are paid to do a job and they do their job well and they are experts in their field. That's why they're paid lobbyists. And I think it would be, I, th- I, think, I think it's important that more citizens do get involved and do become citizen lobbyists. Thank you very much, Amanda Kneef, with your wonderful yes, book on the subject. Yeah, yes. but, but to say that all lobbyists are evil, I think, is short-sighted and stupid. Because it, yeah. that's, that's inaccurate. They're, I, I, they're not, I, I agree with that. I yeah, think they're, that. They're not evil. They're, they're no. doing what they believe in and or possibly are just paid for. But either way, they're doing their job. They, they are well-liked, most of them, which is why they're lobbyists. They are good people. Most of them. Um, yeah, I don't think we can just say that all lobbyists are bad. I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I got to say there, there is a bad side to it, though. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the part that I'm coming yeah. out well, with. Well, and I, and I think a lot of that could be fixed through further regulation of yeah. lobbyists. I think they, de- they should be more. I, I do not think a lobbyist should be allowed to give anyone money in Congress or in politics. Even though I don't yeah, know if they're, technic- I, would, I, I agree. I don't, I don't. Are they technically allowed to, or is it just something they kind of do backdoor right now? Kind of backdoor. I mean, they, they can do certain things within certain limits, but I think there needs to be a lot more. I, I don't think. I don't think they should be the allowed to give a they... single fucking penny Lobby- to any politician. Lo- there, there are some pretty strict rules on lobbyists. They, they have to clearly identify themselves. Yeah. They, well, there's, a, there's a bunch of stuff that they just they're not allowed to but do. Like, that citizens are allowed to do. Two to three years ago, they weren't. They didn't have to in this state. Right. So, but the, the only problem, the issue I have with lobbyists, the only issue I have, and not, it's not even on the lobbyists themselves, it's just this citizen's dilemma. How do we get more people involved so that the interests of corporations and organizations, especially wealthy organizations, how do we get a balance there? Uh, that's where I think the education has to come in. People have to realize, yes, I am allowed to go right down to my Capitol building For and free. go in there yeah. and talk to them. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be. I can't well, be you, can't, I, you can't with Republicans. At least in this state, Republicans have closed caucuses. You okay. have to you have to schedule meetings with them. The Democrats in this state have open caucuses. Um, and, and during, so you, the, during the legislature yeah. during the legislative session, where anybody can go in when they're having it, it's completely free. They're allowed to say whatever they want to say in front of the Democratic legislature. But mm-hmm. don't they still have so like I, uh, like where you can schedule? Like a meeting, just go. Hey, you know, I got something uh, that's really concerning. We got a lot of citizens that are concerned about this. Can I come and I talk to you about this? There, yes, and and most and well, most and, and most y- politicians will say, yeah, it's it's the number one concern is our constituency. Yeah, yeah. But here's the reality: is the reality is people will send mass chain emails that they're given by like change.org to legislators, and right. who goes over those interns like me? Yeah, and they just get either deleted or the ones that are actually from real people who actually have issues. We send on to our legislators, and we we don't know what happens to those well that's what i'm saying go there in person yeah so but, let me ask but this the thing. lobbyists are 
there every day. They've made, they develop a rapport with the legislators. They know who these people are. They welcome them in. They give them gift baskets. They, there's all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, now, well, in, at least in this state, with, with the contributions, there is a limit to how much um, lobbyists can actually give to legislators. Mm-hmm. I think it can't be over $50. Okay. okay. So I think that's one thing that's important to know. Um, but I, I, there's a representation problem. Yeah. There is. Yeah, there, there is absolutely. But, but you still have, I mean, you, you even have citizen lobbying groups, right? I mean, yeah, you have, that's true. You have, you have lobbying groups who are, they don't represent a corporation. They, they represent uh, uh, a portion of the citizenry who has decided to donate to a special interest group. Mm-hmm. So, I think, yeah. so I think to say that all lobbyists are bad and evil is very short-sighted and silly. It's ridiculous. I mean, they're, these are people who other people have chosen to be their representative to talk to their representative. (laughs) (laughs) At at, at the risk of sounding ignorant here, though, um, is there a danger of uh, lobby groups disproportionately swaying politicians for specific interest groups? Yes, there is, absolutely. Yeah, okay. That's, that is the danger. Yeah. That, that is the danger, yeah. That is pretty much the main danger. I don't see much of an issue with, uh, personally, I don't see a huge issue with lobbyists and campaign contributions, not nearly as much as like special interest groups or PACs. Mm-hmm. But there, to me, again, it's all about that, um, the citizen's dilemma. You yeah. know, who is being represented more? Who, how is it, is everybody being represented equally or fairly or justly um and i think dan's right too we can't demonize all lobbyists because they're you know mm-hmm. lobbyists are just people doing their jobs yeah so well yeah i i would be real hesitant to 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 fall into the demonizing the camp especially in utah because if you had an atheist lobby group you know yeah. versus the multitudes of mormons in I, the state i think the state you know i would yeah. I, w- I would appreciate an atheist lobbying group yeah. for the pol- the minority groups and the politicians. I agree. You know, yes, yeah. of course. But I mean, you know, my question, I guess, was more to the effect of, uh, you know, do, does does it pull he- more heavily to? I mean, of course it does. Well, well at, at least in Utah, pulled more heavily towards Mormons. In Texas, it pulls more heavily toward uh, evangelicals, and and I, and so and I on. think but, that's I think that kind of underscores the whole the whole point and idea of giving your money and time to groups that you feel represent your values, right? Mm. Like like here in Utah, I very, very much love Restore Our Humanity and yeah. Atheist of Utah. I think they do great fucking work for yep. us. I think they do everything they can to represent the people who are in that demographic. And the more people who choose to opt out of that for one reason or another, okay, fine, you've opted mm. out of, of being represented. What What... What benefit does that give you? I would actually even, absolutely none. I would actually even throw uh, Radio from Hell and the Left Show in those groups as well. Yeah, I mean, any group that helps you, any any group that you can join that gives you a larger voice, fucking do it. Any group that that is aligned with your <laughs> beliefs and policies, why would you not choose to support them? Sorry, I wasn't laughing at what you were saying. I just know just a little e-cig wiener right there. <laughs> I have to put it in my lap here so it doesn't get away from me. It was just it was shining, and I was like, "I'm a polished knob." I think I think you're I think you're everybody on this table is pretty much mostly in agreement. Um, I I hope that the political narrative in the United States changes away from who can we give money to represent our interests to. Mm-hmm. 
in t- on two, how can we represent ourselves best? Yeah. And I, I, I think that's a narrative that's, that's not going to be around for a while. I hope that if yeah. Bernie gets elected or he's even the Democratic nominee, something like this is going to change because he's the person that is saying this. He's yeah. the person that's saying, we need a political revolution all around this well, country. Give well, the voice back to the people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, well, and I think, I, think in today's political, yeah, I think in today's political climate, you have to align yourself with a group who can, and who, who, who can represent you and who has the power to do so. You know, you can't, I mean, yes, you as a citizen lobbyist can exercise your power as an individual, but as an individual, you're not going to get the attention necessarily that you deserve or desire that you could get through group representation, right? I mean, numbers count. You showing up as an individual, sure, may may have a small impact, but the impact grows with the larger number of people who would agree with you and vote according to your principles. Yeah, I think that I think that you're right. Um and I think that's a that's a good response to what I said. I I also think that this is something that we it, it's just necessary. We have to we should join groups. We ought to join groups that coincide with our best interests. At the same time, we also ought to take responsibility on ourselves yes. at at the same time, not yeah. instead of, but at the same time and Try and do what we can to represent ourselves. Yeah, it's not it's not an either or; it's both. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, uh, about what you what you were saying with uh, regarding Bernie Sanders, I, I, you know, I I don't know that he'll become president this this go round. I don't I don't know if it's he has another go round in him. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, the benefits from just from him running and gaining all this steam are are going to be incredible anyway. Um, yeah. The fact that he's forced Hillary Clinton out of her moderate Republican stance. Well, yeah, they're, to, they're to, evidenced to, in all of the positions changes yeah, that she's made. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I think even if she is the one that's ultimately elected president, I think that'll be good. I think I think she'll continue the legacy of you know the two best Republican presidents we've had, and uh, <laughs> Obama and Hillary back to back will be will be great rather than rather than you know electing any of the current. Yeah. Tea baggers, which will just absolutely destroy the country again, and then we'll have to wait for somebody else to come along that's like Hillary or Bernie or Obama or even O'Malley to somewhat repair it again to see it destroyed by another Bush or so. You know, so. But I think the influence that Bernie's had is going to be is going to be felt either way. Absolutely. If he's elected, yeah, I mean, there's going to be yeah. no question about it that he's the best president we've had since I don't know Kennedy or FDR or something like that. But um, but the reality is. Even if Hillary's elected, I think I think people you know, there's going to be a significant portion of the of the population that's going to be expecting more that are that are that are still going to be burning, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> and, and and I I'm not sure that she's going to deliver on that. Uh, it just in, it just for some of the reasons we were talking about super PACs and and all the you, you know the the um, heavy heavy co- heavy corporate yeah heavy and, corporate funding yeah. and all this kind of stuff and her uh, you know I mean. Yes, she's a Democrat, but but sort of barely, right? And so, and so, you know, I, I think that'll be that'll be made apparent. I mean, kind of like yeah. kind of like that was exposed with Obama. Well, I she's mean, definitely I, not the most progressive Democrat. And I think, yeah, I think yeah. that you make some interesting points. And the last thing that I, I want to say, um, at least for this segment, yeah. is <clears throat> when we talk about how these presidents are ruining the country, George W. Bush, mm-hmm. anybody. 
it's it's the administration and it's also everybody in congress sure it's the entire government you know so and and who who's actually running for president you know all the people from congress all of the governors so it's all it's and it's not i'm not blaming the citizenry but i'm saying if people don't vote this is what happens yes people get into positions of power who are absolutely bonkers they have batshit crazy ideas that only serve their interests and the interests of their donors and then they run for president and once they run for president they run along this republican party line that absolutely bankrupts the fucking nation and it's kind of sad because we have the power the citizenry has that power to elect from you know city council all the way up to the presidency we have right. that power yeah and it's it's more of just can we exercise it responsibly and how do we do that i think that that's just it's a great point about well bernie especially and, I, and i've said it several times but you know if if your vote didn't matter you wouldn't have these candidates spending billions of dollars yeah, to get it exactly yeah. well and i think even mark twain said you know way back then the 1800s that if your vote didn't matter if your mo- if your vote counted, it would be illegal, you know. Or if your if your you know, so wait. If your vote that that doesn't sound like the narrative we want. No, <laughs> Mark Twain. Damn it. Maybe He's I got that backwards. That, that, that's Maybe going, I got that that's, backwards. That, that's yeah. going against the narrative we're trying to push. Your vote does I'm, count. I'm, I missed vote. the negative. Yeah. Go vote. <laughs> yeah. Let's also bring the Fed forward. And have them I'm going to back this up just a bit here. Comes yeah. in lobbies again. Oh, yeah, we're talking about lobbies. Precisely because of the... Sorry. ...use our economy and simply be focused on sound money and monetary stability, ideally tied to gold. Senator like Paul, the same question to you. Oh, well, thank you very well, much. I'd like to thank ridiculous. Ted for co-sponsoring my bill, Audit the Fed. And I think it's precisely because of the arrogance of someone like Ben Bernanke, who now calls us all know-nothings, that's precisely why we need Audit the Fed. I think it is really a a very much a a huge problem that an organization as powerful as the Fed comes and lobbies against them being audited on the Hill. I would prevent them from lobbying Congress. I don't think the Fed should be involved with lobbying us. I think we should examine how the Fed has really been part of the problem. You want to study income inequality? Let's bring the Fed board and talk about Fed policy and how it causes income inequality. Let's also bring the Fed forward and have them explain how they caused the housing boom and the crisis and what they've done to make us better or worse. I think the Fed has been a great problem in our society. What you need to do is free up interest rates. Interest rates are the price of money. Let's move we to a gold standard. controls on the yeah. price of money. <laughs> Which Thank you, Senator. won't work. <laughs> Dr. Carson. You told the Des Moines Register that you don't like government subsidies. It interferes with the free market. But you've also said that you're in favor of taking oil subsidies and putting them towards ethanol processing. Isn't that just swapping one subsidy for another, doctor? Well, first of all, this guy's uh, fucking bugging me, man. I was wrong yeah, about taking the oil subsidy. I have studied that issue in great detail and what I have concluded is that the best policy 
is to get rid of all government subsidies and get the government out of our lives and let people rise and yeah, fall you want to be a part of it on he's totally wrong are. there and you know all this too wrong. big to fail stuff and picking and choosing winners and losers this is a bunch of cramp and it is really uh, <laughs> causing a great deal of great deal of problems for our society right now and and you know, it goes back to the whole concept of regulations, which are in everything. The reason that I, I hate them so much is because every single regulation costs in terms of goods and services. That cost gets passed on to the people. Now, who are the people who are hurt by that? It's poor people and middle class. It doesn't hurt rich people if their bar of soap goes up 10 cents, but it hurts the poor and the middle class. And Bernie Sanders and his will tax tell them plan that would it's do because that. of the risk. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you something. You then. can take everything from the top 1% and you apply it to our fiscal gap and you won't even make a dent in it. Thank you, doctor. Becky, oh, Rick, thank you very much. Governor Huckabee, you have railed against income inequality. You've said that some Wall Street executives should have gone to jail over the roles that they played during the financial crisis. Trump, Apart from amazing, your tax so plan, smart. are Keep there specific <laughs> steps that you would require from corporate America to try and reduce income inequality? I don't think it's so much about when the government orders a corporation to do something. In fact, that's part of the problem. If you saw that blimp that got cut loose from Maryland today... Well, it didn't get cut loose, it escaped. It's a perfect example of government. I mean, what we had was something the government made, basically a bag of gas... That cut loose, destroyed everything in, in its path. No. Thousands of people powerless, but they couldn't it hit one power it because line. we had too much money invested in it, so we had to keep it. Yeah. That is our government today. We saw it in the blimp. That's it's exactly not, what we saw. It's not so just look, a blimp. Corporations ought to exercise some responsibility. Yeah. When CEO income has risen 90% above the average worker, when the bottom 90% of this country's economy has had stagnant wages for the past 40 years, somebody is taking it in the teeth. And it's not the folks on Wall Street. I'm not Annie Wall Street. But I don't believe the government ought to wear a team jersey, pick winners and losers. The government Governor. ought to wear a striped shirt and just make Governor. sure the game is paid, played fairly. Now, everybody else has fudged their time and gone over, so please... <laughs> Don't cut me off too quick, Becky. All right, Governor. Let me just close it up. How about 15 more seconds? We need to be focusing on what fixes this country. And I'll tell you one thing that we never talk about. We haven't talked about it tonight. Yeah, I just want to say one thing for 10 seconds. That stupid little blimp he's talking about, I know a little bit about him. (laughs) Yeah. He wants to defend our borders. That's what the fucking blimp's doing. It's designed to track incoming... Well, aircrafts and munitions that are flying below normal radar, and that's the stupid, silly little blimp he's talking about. So if you want to protect our borders, those kind of blimps kind of help out a little bit. <laughs> it was a, that was a dumb analogy, anyway. It, yeah, it was. He's it, like, it, it's, uh, well, it's a blimp that's got a couple million dollars worth of fucking technology in it that's kind of secret. It blows, it blows my mind, because almost, almost any of the good points that they're making that are actually addressing the questions that are asked are stupid. Are liberal points. Yeah. And then they, at the very end, they just turn it around to talk about how it's fucking the they're, citizens that are yeah. watching. Yeah, they're like, you know, government's not the answer, though. They, they no. all yeah. say, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. yeah, it's all a problem. Government's not the answer. It's like, well, what the hell are you going to do in office once you get there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah government's government's not the answer for the government that I would like to put in place. Yes. Right, right. Cutting benefits for old people, cutting benefits for sick people. Why don't we say 
Let's cure the four big cost-driving diseases. Churches. Diabetes, heart disease, Governor, cancer, Diabetes. Alzheimer's. If you do that, you don't just change the economy. <laughs> you transform the lives of millions of hurting Americans. Governor, thank you. Gosh, I'd love for us to talk about Governor, something like that. Yeah, thank he thinks it's, it's, it's liberal and too PC Governor, to want to restrict sugars and stuff that caused that Cut the top personal income tax rate to 28%, just like your plan does. But President Reagan taxed capital gains at the same rate, while you would tax them at just 20%. Given the problems we've been discussing, growing gap between rich and poor, why would you tax labor at a higher rate than income from investments? Look, the, the simple fact is that my plan actually gives the middle class the greatest break. $2,000 per family. If you make $40,000 a year, a family of four, you don't pay any income tax at all. Simplifying the code Sounds and like he's lowering not rates, the both for corporations nope. and, and uh, personal rates, is exactly what we need to do. You think about the regulatory costs and the tax costs. That's why small businesses are closing rather than being formed in our country right now. The big corporations have the scale to deal with all of this. And what I think all of us are saying is our monetary policy, our tax policy, regulatory policy needs to be radically changed so that we can create high sustained growth for income to rise. The government has tried it their way. Under, under Barack Obama and the proposals of Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders and others, they've tried it their way and it has mi failed miserably. We need to take no, a new approach no. of taxing, Wait, reforming where? how we tax and reforming the regulations yeah. in our country. Tell me where it's failed. For, yeah. for, for big, Senator, big businesses and for the uh, ultra -rich. The Tax Foundation, which was alluded to earlier, scored your tax plan and concluded that you give nearly twice as much of a gain in after-tax income to the top 1% as to people in the middle of the income scale. Since you're the champion of Americans living paycheck to paycheck, don't you have that backward? No, that's, you're wrong. In fact, the largest after-tax uh, gains is for the people at the lower end of the tax spectrum under my plan. But that's not what and your people said. There's a bunch of things my tax plan does to help them. Number one, you have people in this country... Tax Foundation, been, just to be clear, they said tw the no, you gains after-tax income... You wrote a story on it and you had to go back and no, correct it. You know, I did not. <laughs> oh, you did. And so, because the the, the, Senator, the Tax Foundation said after-tax income for the top 1% under your plan would go up 27.9%. Well, you're talking and about people in the yeah. middle of the income spectrum, about 15 percent. Yeah, but that, because the math is, if you five percent of a million is a lot more than five percent of a thousand. So yes, now, this if someone makes more money terms. numerically, it's going to be higher. But but the greatest gains we're, we're percentage percentages. for people yeah. are going to be at the lower end of our plan. And here's why: Not dollars. because in addition to a general personal exemption, we are in increasing the per child tax credit for working families. We are lowering taxes for on kids, small businesses. You know, a lot of business activity out. in yeah. America is conducted it's like the guy that does my dry cleaning. Kids, He's an S corporation. <laughs> he pays on his personal rate, and he is paying higher than the big dry cleaning chain down the street because he's paying at his personal rate. Under my plan, no business, big or small, will pay more than 25% flat rate on their business income. That is a dramatic tax decrease for hardworking people who run their own businesses. John, I'd like to address The other point that I would make about our plan, one more point, it is the most pro-growth tax plan that I can imagine because it doesn't tax investments at all. You know why? The more you tax something, you the less of it you get. I want to be the, I want America to be the best <laughs> John, the role for people to Senator, thank you. I'd like to address Carl? this. John, could I follow up on we'll, this? We'll, we'll, we'll come plan? back around. I, I want to get to Governor Kasich. Uh, what, are, what, what are the rules on who gets to follow up? When? How do we decide who gets to follow up? I've seen yeah, 20 other was, people follow up. It was at the moderator discretion. Uh, okay. So so Governor Kasich, let's talk. Okay, so let's shut the fuck about, up, Paul. Let's talk about marijuana. I'd really like Kasich. to mention something about my tax plan and how it relates to the discussion. All right, I thought this was going to be a freewheeling discussion. Shut right? up. No. All right. Shh.
shut the fuck up. Much of the discussion is centered over whether or not the different tax plans help or affect the middle class. In fact, it's the chief argument by Democrats against many of the different flat tax proposals. Mine is unique is in the sense that my tax plan actually gets rid of the payroll <laughs> okay. tax as well. Yeah, okay. It shifts it to the business, and it would allow middle-class people to get a tax cut. If you just cut their income tax, there isn't much income tax to cut. Mine actually cuts the payroll tax, and I think it would spread the tax cut across all socioeconomic levels. What is the difference between income and, and payroll tax? Yeah. It to be something that would be broadly supported by the public in an election. Uh, Corporation. Let me say on this, Brand is, no, 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 Brand is exactly right. His plan is is a good plan, and I will note that my ten percent plan also eliminates the payroll plan. tax, hey, eliminates hey, the hey, death hey, tax, hey. eliminates the business Lord, income okay. tax. What are we doing? A ten percent flat rate We're gonna is go to the Governor lowest Kasich personal now. rate any candidate what are you doing? Yeah, what, it was <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, no, 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 Brand no. is exactly right. His plan is, is a good plan, and I will note that my ten percent plan also eliminates the payroll tax, order. eliminates the death okay. tax, eliminates the business order. income okay. tax. What are we doing? A ten percent flat rate is the lowest personal rate any candidate up here has, and what it would also enable us to do is for every citizen to fill out their taxes on a postcard so we can eliminate oh, the IRS. fuck you. Okay, thank you, Senator. Eliminate Governor the Kasich, IRS. Yeah, that's going to fucking happen. We're broadcasting from Colorado, which has seen 150 million. That's where you get your fucking funding. State since legalizing last year. Governor Hickenlooper was not a big fan of legalization, but he said the people who used to be smoking it are still smoking it. They're just now paying taxes. Given the budget pressures in Ohio and other states, is this a revenue stream you'd like to have? Well, first of all, we're running a $2 billion surplus, okay? We're not having a revenue problem right now. And sending mixed signals to kids about drugs is a disaster. Whoa. Drugs is one of the greatest scourges <laughs> in this country. I've spent five years of my but administration working with yeah. my yeah. team we're in to Coors do country. a whole sort of things to try to rein <laughs> in the problem facts. of overdoses. <laughs> and it goes on and on. And we can do a whole bad. show on that. I want to go back for a second, though, to this issue of income inequality. My program would, would move the 104 programs of the Federal Department of Education into four-block grants and send them back to the states because income inequality is driven by a lack of skills when kids don't get what they need to be able to compete and win in this country. The fact is, in order to get this economy moving again, I drink, call man. for freeze. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So the visual was just funny, Matt. <laughs> I talk about it was. I talk dude, about course no, country. No, <laughs> no matter how you explain this, it's going to be so anticlimactic. <laughs> I, I talk about course country. Matt pulls a beer, <laughs> pulls a beer out of his box, and sets it down upside down. I just thought it was fucking oh. funny. Yeah. Hey, before you go on, I got, I, I got, I, I got, I got told, the. I told you, man. <laughs> I have the the Google I mean. answer for you. <laughs> right here about payroll tax versus income taxes. Okay. Nice. It says both payroll tax and income tax are based on the employee's wages or salary. The difference of the two pays are a payroll tax is paid by at least partly by the employer, while income taxes are paid by the employees. Mm-hmm. Federal payroll taxes are for Social Security, Medicare, and unemployment insurance. Hmm. So we're talking... Gross before a bunch of other. So shit. when they want to get rid of federal payroll taxes, they want to get rid of the taxes that they're paying for Social Security, Medicare, and unemployment insurance. Ah. Yeah, of course. Social That's programs. Enlightening. Why not? Yeah. 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 So all the stuff they're railing about, we need to keep Social Security, but we're going to cut payroll taxes, which pays for 
Social security. <laughs> yeah, makes perfect sense. It's Republican math. It works. <laughs> it works every yeah. time. Except for uh, the problem of, uh, of public safety, I believe that we need to cut these taxes down. We need to be on a roadmap to balancing the budget. And we need to send power, money, and influence. The welfare department, the education department, job training, infrastructure, Medicaid, all of it out of Washington, back to the state, so we can run these programs from where we live to the top, not a one-size-fits-all mentality that they have in Washington. And that will get to the nub of opportunity the for nub. our children and an ability <laughs> the nut- to see wages rise. <laughs> Again, nugger. one more time, in Ohio, our wages are growing faster <laughs> than the national average. We've cut taxes, balanced budgets, changed re- the regulatory environment. Thank Folks, you, Governor. You want to fix America? This is the formula. It worked for Reagan, and it works for our team in Ohio. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back from Boulder, Colorado in just a moment. Uh, Yeah, let's cut the taxes that pay for the programs that we say we're not going to cut. Yes, because they're essential to the the middle class. They're definitely not going to cut the program. The program just won't have any money in it. Yes. So, <laughs> so the program will be there, but you ain't going to get we shit from it. still have Social Security. Just nobody gets anything from yeah. it. No, it's, it's this whole self-fulfilling prophecy, right, where, where they say that, the, that government programs or government departments like Homeland Security or, or the IRS or Department of or, or Public Education or anything like that, like they're going to cut all of these programs because they're ineffectual, right? Yeah. Or they're ineffective, or they're bloated, or whatever. So they cut funding for it, and then these then these government organizations fucking tank because they're not receiving the appropriate funding yeah. to yeah. run the programs. And then they point at it and go, "Look, see, we look told you. Yeah, look how told bad. You. Look, how look what the Democrats did. Yeah. Look how bad this is. Look how bad the the Veterans Administrations in look the how, Veterans Administration look how bad is. school districts yeah. are yeah look how bad public funding yeah. is look how bad the IRS is sure we cut their funding by twenty yeah. percent yeah but look how bad they are they can't get their fucking job done because we cut their fucking funding it's like without even realizing that there's like there's legitimate people in these agencies that are working these jobs and it's Okay, I guess and now I'm happy and na- proud to be working yeah, in these jobs. And it's like, okay, now you've just cut our funding. I guess we're going to have to consolidate some jobs so one person has to take on more work, work longer hours. We're going to have to cut pensions. We're going to have to cut retirement benefits. We're They'll just have to, have to work, learn to work smarter and not harder. It's just, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kills me. It's, it's, like I said, it's this self fulfilling prophecy of. Look how bad this, this government agency is, so we're going to cut their funding. Because we. Cut it. Yeah, and yeah. then and then they can't get their fucking job done because we've cut their funding, and then look how bad they are. We like, should cut yeah. their funding even more. Yeah. It's like with Ted Cruz sitting on the board with NASA and shit, and he's like, well, why, why don't you get shit done? Why aren't you getting shit done? He's like, well, because you've cut our budget back to what it costs to wage war in Iraq for two days. Hello, Benghazi! Yeah. Yep. It's like, we, need, we need more money for fucking... Uh, personnel here to help protect us, but we're yeah. gonna fucking cut that funding. Yeah, Jason fucking Chaffetz. It's like, oh yeah, no, no. Even with that budget, NASA can still send you know probes to other planets in the solar system, millions of miles away. Yeah, and we throw money into the a quagmire in the Middle East yeah. with absolutely no end in with sight, with reckless abandon. And here we have the Republican candidates on stage saying we need more wars. You yeah. know, like. 
what what are we doing? We're cutting all we're cutting all of these things. We're cutting taxes. We're getting rid of benefits, and we're going to wage war. Yeah. Well, and I understand that not all atheists are Democrats or progressives. True. Some of them are definitely Republicans. True. I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. I don't either. I really don't. If you can explain this to us, why you are a Republican as an atheist or humanist, I would love to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Because I have yet to hear a, a cogent explanation of why you feel that way. I think they, and I think a lot of it is like, I understand the sentiment, like, small government. Like, I understand that. I understand why, like, small government is appealing to people. But it's not about the, the size. I understand why the soundbite of yeah. it or, or but the it's not about we the need regulation. It's about, it's about the efficiency of government. Yeah, I mean, I understand, you know? I understand theoretically why libertarianism is appealing. Yeah. I, but it you, doesn't work unless you have a village of 20 people or less. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we need to bring back Maybe the village people. <laughs> the village people. <laughs> yeah. We could just establish, you know, several billion individual groups of yeah. 20 people. There we go. Yeah. University of Colorado and the Republican president. Bring back communes. Right here on CNBC. <laughs> Mr. Trump, I'm going to go back to an issue that we they were never talking go about bad. before. No. <laughs> I, like, was, I found where experiment. I read that before. It was from the There's Donald a lot of free sex to start off with. Website. And it says... <laughs> been a lot of suicide and Kool-Aid. It says yeah. that, again... Mark Fucking Zuckerberg's mouth, personal dude. senator, Marco Rubio, doing? has a bill to triple H-1Bs that would decimate trouty women mouth. You've got to draw that. Are you in favor of H-1Bs? Are you opposed Donald to them? Trout. I'm in favor of people coming into Donald this country yeah. legally. And you know what? Legally. They can have it any way you want. You can call it visas. You can call it work permits. You can call it anything you want. I've created tens of thousands of jobs. And in all due respect, and actually some of these folks I really like a lot, but I'm the only one that can say that. I have created tens of thousands of jobs, and I'll be creating many, yeah. many Prior to filing bankruptcy and given, firing everybody. And yeah. I'm given the all. opportunity to be president. As far as Mark is concerned, as far as the visas are concerned, if we need people, they ha- it's fine. They have to come in to this country legally. We have a country of borders. We have a country of laws. We have to obey the laws. It's fine if they come in, but they have to come in legally. Thank you, sir. That was mentioned legally. in the question. Do you I get, are, you legally. get legally. Yeah. Well, um, I've learned the rules on this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, in addition to what uh, Donald is saying, and, uh, is we also need to talk about the legal immigration system for permanent residency. Today we have a legal immigration system for permanent residency that is largely based on whether or not you have a relative living here. And that's the way my parents came legally in 1956. They left me here but as a maker, baby. in 2015, we have a very different economy. <laughs> Our legal immigration system from now on has to be merit-based. It has to be based on what skills you Why? have, what you can contribute economically, Why? and most important of all, on whether or not you're coming here to become an American. Not Thank just you, live Senator. in America, but be an American. I agree. Thank you, I agree with him, actually. Because Trump, I, but I think that it's said, not, uh, I don't think that it's reaching enough. I, I 100% agree. It should be merit-based. It should be merit-based for everybody. That mm. way, the the Republican Party would be gone. You know that <laughs> yeah. nobody in the Republican Party would would be an American citizen at that point. What is he talking about merit-based? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, we, oh, would God. we apply these same merits to people who are naturalized citizens or born here? And it just sounds That's like what I mean. Yeah. It just sounds like a can of worms. You said naturalized. naturalized. Yeah. yeah, naturalized citizen. Well, I, I think I think the way the way yeah. he's going with it is. If you've committed a crime, you can't become a citizen. Who cares? You know, like, it's a country. It's not a company. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
I don't think there should be any limits. Well, and I'm, Let them in. I, I'm kind of libertarian in that I no think limits. borders are superficial and no, stupid no, anyway. Well, they basically are with, with, the way our, point, our, I mean, with the way our economy works. Borders are kind of fucking gone. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're having I, two I, conversations. Yeah, yeah. I, just to <laughs> yeah I, 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 I agree that the the borders are basically arbitrary or or decided, you know, post war. Uh, but as far as as far as you know, after having established borders um, and clearly having separate cultures, citizens, governments, so on and so forth, um, no qualifications at all. No, you know, I mean. Why would we need qualifications? I, no, I'm just curious. I, I I don't know that I'm settled on this, so I'm right. just I'm gonna take I'm gonna take your position that you took on me last last time we okay. talked about guns. I yeah, fair uh, enough. Like I I don't think if if someone is coming in from our country who is a a convicted murderer, rapist, fucking horrible person, like yeah, I want to have citizenship in your country because I got a bad rap in the one I came from, uh-huh. and we have plenty it's of like, our own. Oh, so it's yeah. I'm sorry, you don't really. If there's somebody that's uh, like running uh, from the law, well, yeah, that's that's one, one thing. But I mean, it, well, then we're just still depending on the, on the laws of the other yeah, country yeah. from which mm-hmm. they're coming, right? Yeah. To me, it, it's like, what if I wanted to become a citizen of another country? You know what? What if that happened? It's what, relatively easy. It is <laughs> not it is, for not it for is, some It countries. is fairly relatively easily easy for a lot of countries. Um, for some countries, it's much more difficult. Yeah. You could go to Somalia, I'm sure, in a heartbeat. Well, oh yeah. Let, let, me, let, let me put it this way. <laughs> let's let's say, for example, you have somebody trying to enter the United States who has been convicted or or is wanted for acts of lewdness, um, immorality. Um, public indecency. Hell, I think I fit that. According to which country, though? (laughs) Um, I mean, are we talking about Pakistan or Saudi Arabia? That's what that's what I was going to say. And and as and what they were was a woman coming from Saudi Arabia who wore you know normal blasphemy laws. What we would see? Yeah, so I think that's where a a review board would look at it and go, "Well, we don't see any problem with that." Who a Republican review board? I mean, I don't know who the review board is, but I guarantee (laughs) there is some sort of review board that looks at people when they're they're applying for a visa to come into our country and they look at that kind of shit. Like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to grant your visa based on the laws we accept here. Yes. Because so, so in that case, there because there, if there, someone there would be abs- no infractions, and that person would be totally acceptable. Yeah, like people that have 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 <clears throat> violated blasphemy laws in other countries right, are right, completely right. free to fucking come because we're like blasphemy laws, fucking yeah, bullshit. If you're an atheist blogger in yeah. Bangladesh, yeah, 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 yeah. you're, you're right completely here. free yeah. to come here because we're like, well, that law is fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you broke that law in your country, but we and don't. It's really, that doesn't apply here. And, well, and it's really important to note most of the people that are coming here are not. As Trump says, you know, lunatics. No, yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. of course. Most of them are good people, and even the ones that come here illegally, most of the ones that come here even illegally are still good people. Yes, yeah. yeah even yeah, if you yeah, put certainly. up a giant fucking wall, yeah, they're, they're not. They're coming. still going to come here illegally if they're really bad people. Yeah, well, and they're not. They're not coming here like, oh, great, a whole new place to commit <laughs> crimes. Right. No. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to another meme. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys have all seen this one by now, right? The Schrodinger's immigrant. Yes. <laughs> Simultaneously too lazy oh, to have yeah. a job and yeah. also working. taking all the jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too lazy to work here, and here, taking all the jobs. Yeah. Here's how I look at it. It's a little <laughs> bit of a nuanced position. I'll try and keep it fairly short. War is pro- war was profitable at least for us because it expanded our markets yes. abroad. Mm. It gave us more consumers um to to peddle our wares. 
And what we're trying to do now is kind of very similar. We're trying to globalize economically by outsourcing jobs, by outsourcing industries. Mm. Why, are, why not just insource it? Why not have the, why are we going out spending so much money fighting wars to go expand our market when we have a perfectly legitimate labor force, a perfectly legitimate market that whose, whose many residents would like to be citizens of our, of our country? Because I, think I, of all the other people that we yeah, could include not, in not that. Yeah, we're, and that's where the expanding of the market comes in. I think in. the reason yeah. for that answer is because you got so many people that own organizations or groups that are contracted solely for the purpose of fighting wars and building for wars and when there's not a war going on they're not making money off of their government contracts yeah so what we see is it's profitable for war but it's not profitable to to have an open border policy no and the and profitable for war is only profitable for people who and the reason it's not profitable to have an open border policy and the reason it is pro- profitable to have a war is because of the way we've set up the system yeah if we just change that one thing, that one thing, I mean, sure, <laughs> like how realistic is that, honestly? But that one it, thing with tendrils that reach into yeah. everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 there used to be a thing called imperial overstretch, where yeah. countries had wa- like countries that waged too many wars or had too many foreign interests. <clears throat> the, the interests were too much for them to handle, yeah. right? Right, like what it happened became, to Rome yeah, and, and, right. and Britain. Yeah, like the sun never yeah. sent on no. Europe. The, the United the, States the has done yeah. a pretty amazing thing by turning it, turning what was once uh, a problem into a profitable industry. <clears throat> and I'd like I, to I'm see... I'm not so sure that's for, entirely for, novel, for some, but yeah. For I some mean, private corporations. Yeah. So... I, I think that if, if we can do it with war, we can certainly do it with immigration. Right. So so what if what or if or clean energy what, or what if what if we turned the tables a little bit then mm-hmm. and said instead of instead of these far reaching, overreaching wars, we did open the border, had it had a, a open communication with, say, the Mexican government. Okay. Um Integrated systems. Oh, Republicans wouldn't like that. No, and I fuck them. But so, <laughs> but you know, and and I'm I'm just saying hypothetically, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and worked out a system that that was maybe something agreeable to both. Then you've then you've increased the landmass without the war. You've slowed immigration because hey, there's no reason to cross the border anymore because it's kind of all one unit. It's a cooperative. Well, that, right. that, that's and, called being diplomatic. We don't like that nowadays. I said hypothetically. <laughs> I, no, but that that that, that would I'm be not, the ultimate I, achievable. I'm let's not, just make Mexico to, the 51st state. To, to be extremely <laughs> diplomatic and, and be helping to be our more, neighbors. That would even probably be more sort of Republican than I'm talking about. But I'm, I'm saying almost a full incorporation. Um. Hypothetically, I you know I don't know economically or anything logistically how this would work, but I'm just saying. Maybe that's not a feasible. I think it would work. Goal. I enough. What the fuck am I saying? Yeah, of course it is. I think of course it's doable. Being diplomatic and working with other countries is way more profitable than trying to wage a war with that country. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, obviously, I agree. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. I mean, would that? I don't know. You're going to make more money with a partner and ally than a fucking enemy. Sure. I mean, well, you know, you wouldn't think there would be terribly yeah, difficult then, to move then, from then Mexico. Then you're, you're working toward a mutual goal yes. rather than. Yeah. 
spending money trying to vanquish this enemy. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I, they have plenty of resources that we would love in, in South America. Oh, and vice versa. And they yeah, have plenty of resources that they would love that we have here in North yeah, sure, America. Sure. If we could work together to commonly be like, hey, let's work together on this. Hey, you guys are, are hurting on this. Hey, let's see if we can't move some of this down there for you. Get some people working like this. Hey, we're, 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 we need this up here. Hey, cool. Yeah, let's work together. I Assuming think, everything, I think everyone's they, reasonable. they tried to do that with um, NATO. And they tried to do NATO that. NATO or NAFTA? <sighs> or NAFTA. My bad. Um, I think they tried to do that with NAFTA, but it's... They get po- the 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 to, thing that ruins it is fucking extent, money. Maybe it's there's there's just so many systematic disadvantages yeah. to doing this, yeah. right? Yeah, right now. But that's why we have to have these conversations so we can figure out what's the first step we take. Really, what's the legitimate yeah. first step we take yeah. so that we can actually have a legitimate end goal that's not dividing the world against right. itself. Yeah. But if if, if, yeah. if if they're truly concerned about the people, they would work to they would strive towards that goal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. All right. Let's get back into it. <laughs> no. We're, we're special permit to carry. A we're almost there. Back into yes. a primitive. After the oh, sounds like guns. Based Uh-oh. on what skills oh, you have, guns come you, what you, you better contribute turn me economically, down. <laughs> and most important of all, on whether or not you're coming here to become an American, not Thank just you, live Senator. in America, but be an American. Thank you, Senator. Carl? Mr. Trump, you said uh, you have a special permit to carry a gun in New York. Yes. After the Oregon mass shooting on October 1st, you said, by the way, it was a gun-free zone. If you had a couple of teachers with guns, you would have been a hell of a lot better off. Or somebody else. Right. Would you feel more comfortable if your employees brought guns to work? Yeah, because so many citizens have stopped yes, mass shootings. Yes, I might feel more comfortable. I would say that I would, and I have a permit, which is very unusual in New York, a permit to carry. He just reached and toward his back like he's carrying right now. Yeah. yeah, Sometimes a lot, but I like to be unpredictable so <laughs> that people don't know exactly what Oh, my God. Did you guys see that on, I think it was on Fox News, the unpredictable thing? Last, not last week, but the week before, where he's talking about, I would be so unpredictable, it would be amazing. Yeah, that's not I would a good be, I would that's be not the a good president. Thing. You put me in not, place. Not good. I would be so unpredictable yeah. that nobody would know what's coming. Not good. That's not a good fucking not, platform not, not to good. run for as president. It's like you're running... With plans, right? Nobody, like, nobody, <laughs> nobody yeah. knows what you're gonna do from fucking one day to the next, and that's like, hey, look, a look, good thing. I'm so unpredictable. I fucking nuke Germany today. <laughs> See, look how unpredictable I am. I nuke yeah. Germany. I'm unpredictable. Yeah. You thought I was gonna nuke fucking Israel? No, I fucking nuke Germany. Unpredictable. <laughs> Nuked Mexico because <laughs> you know immigrants and stuff. I'm, I'm unpredictable. <laughs> Get what you ask. Nuke for. the border. Nuke the border. <laughs> Wasteland. By the way, and I do carry on occasion, uh, sometimes a lot, but I like to be unpredictable so that people don't know exactly. Unlike this country, by the way, unlike our country where we're totally predictable and the enemy, whether it's ISIS or anybody else, they know exactly what we're doing because we have the wrong leadership. No, no, they don't. But I that's feel that they have no clue. Free zones. And, you know, when you say that, that's target practice for the sickos and for the mentally ill. He points no. to himself. Yeah. They look around for gun-free zones. I mean, we could give you another they don't example. Not they don't about Marines, the army, uh, that these wonderful soldiers that were killed. Two of them were among the most highly decked. They weren't allowed on a military base to have guns, and somebody walked in and shot them, killed yeah. them. Get rid of guns. If they had one guns, the 
He wouldn't be around yeah. very long. There's a lot of people in the military I don't trust the government. I think gun prisons are a catastrophe. They're a feeding frenzy for sick people. No, it's not true. Trump resorts, few Trump properties. None of those mass shootings have ever been stopped by a citizen with a gun. Would you change those policies? I would change it. Okay. I would change. All right, thank you. Well, but if we let more people have guns, maybe that would happen. The huge yeah, we should just let everyone have a nuke too, America and the world will be safer. Big coastal cities like New York good, and Los Angeles. I would pet a as nuke. As a preacher as well right. as a politician, you know that presidents <laughs> need the moral authority to bring the entire country together. The leading Republican candidate, when you look at the average of national polls right now, is Donald Trump. When you look at him, do you see someone with the moral authority <laughs> to unite the country? Oh, he said moral. Here comes Jesus. Yeah, that is a bad question. As few questions I've got, the last one I need is to give him some more time. I love Donald Trump. He is a good man. I'm wearing a Trump tie tonight. Get over that one. Okay. <laughs> what? Fucking Trump. I don't know. I said Trump. That, that works. That is such a nasty, such a nasty question. But thank you, Governor. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Let me Actually, tell you, well Donald Trump would Donald. be a better president every day of the week and twice on Sunday rather than Hillary. I've spent oh. a lifetime <laughs> in politics. You've got to be the fucking kidding You want to talk about what we're going to be up against next year? I'm the only guy on this stage. You know, everybody has an only guy. I'm the only guy this. I'm the only guy that. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing that yeah, I am the only yours, guy. The pastor. The only guy that has consistently fought the Clinton machine every election I was ever in over the past Constantly. 26 yeah. years. And not only did I fight them, you lost. but I beat them. No, you didn't. No. I'm a fighter. Well, I want to know, did you win? I'm the only guy to well, lose over 100 pounds and work and my ass off to gain it back. Yeah. I live to tell about it, and I'm standing yeah, I'm, on this Yeah, I'm pretty sure Clinton was president, Bill. And I think that ought to be worth something. Thank John, you, Governor. John, John, I'll tell you, so you want to talk about moral authority. Um, let's talk about something that's happened this week in the news. You know, the FBI director, the president's appointed FBI director, has said this week that because of a lack of support from politicians like the President of the United States, that police officers are afraid to get out of their cars, Too that they're afraid bad. to enforce the law, and he says, the President's appointee, Where? that crime is going up because of this. Chris Christie's face looks like a fucking pepperoni pizza. He's quite zitty. I, I was kind of wondering about that. I was like, are those zits or what's going on? And he's, and he's absolutely full of fucking shit if he, if he thinks <laughs> that police officers are afraid in this country. No. Are you well, kidding me? They have, a, they have as much right... They have as much right as our Marines occupying a foreign country have. They're, they're a little more worried about beating the shit out of someone because more people carry cameras now. Here's my thing. Is like, oh Jesus Christ, turn me down. I, 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 I actually, I actually think I agree with you a little more on this than like on the gun thing. Why do we have a public service where like it's like um, fire department? When do they show up? When okay. we call them and yeah. ask for them? You're um, welcome. Ambulances. When do they? When do they get into the picture? When we ask for them? Why are police officers trying to? Nickel and dime us Ugh. on speeding tickets. Why are police officers <laughs> trying to? Matt's gonna explode. <laughs> no, no. Why are, and, 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 then, and, just... and then what? And then what's with this police violence? <laughs> okay, keep 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 it quick. I just keep it quick. I just want to preface all of keep this it quick. by saying. <laughs> I just want to preface all this by saying, not all of them are bad. Well, yeah, I, I don't think anybody's so. saying I, that. I, I, not no, all no, no. cops. No, <laughs> I know, but I I've heard I've heard it, and um. and. and but the fact is, it's true. I agree. However, the, there's a systematic problem. 
And I, I want to preface all this by saying that the system is broken, and it's a system in which, you know, of course not all the police officers in the system are bad, but it's a system that allows really bad people to thrive as police officers. That's my problem. Okay, now, the, having said that, I uh, 100% agree. I think you're right. I think that there is a system... And I hate, I hate, honestly, I do. I hate making um, arguments from systems and arguments from like power systems and structures because it's very ethereal yeah. and hard to define. Yeah. But we do have an issue where mm-hmm. abuse of authority is tolerated, abuse of authority is not prosecuted correctly, right. and abuse of authority is not prosecuted at all. I mean, we, really, yeah. really at all. Uh, here, here's what has we to happen. We should just get a cop on someday as a cop guest. Here's what has to happen. You yeah, know, be good. We, we have a 12-person jury of, of, of peers, of citizens, to decide on high-profile and, 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 and first-degree murder, second-degree murder cases, right? What we need is not a system of internal affairs, of, of highly graduated cops. We don't need... FBI agents investigating, right? We don't need other types of cops investigating cops. That's not what we need. What we need is a system where we have citizen oversight made up of people, all kinds of people, a diverse group of citizens who work everyday jobs, who who oversee the police actions. Do we give them guns? No. Okay. Let, let, let's keep this for the cop no, debate. I, I, we're we're going to do we're going to do a cop <laughs> debate. Are we? Yes. Okay. It's it's been settled. Me and Dan just talked about it. <laughs> okay. We're <laughs> little wink wink nudge nudge. <laughs> that that that's what has to happen. Uh, but, but as we're, long as we have the fox watching the hen house, which is what we have now, yeah. what we're going to see, what we're going to see in this South Carolina situation where we have video evidence. I know you brought that up, the video evidence. Yes, the reason why, the only reason why this officer was fired and now he's ha- going to have to move one county over to get a new job and the reason why he was not put on paid administrative leave like they so commonly are was because it was videotaped. Yes. It has nothing to do with the fact that he used unnecessary force, not just against a citizen, but against a high school girl. Okay. This is a full grown man with a Batman belt in a situation. Administrative leave. He he was fired. He was fired. Well, initially. Yeah. 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 No, he, he, he was actually, he was put on leave with no pay first and then he was fired. But so, so it's an improvement, but still he's going to go to trial and I guarantee he's going to be acquitted because this guy has already faced charges two times before for excessive force, just like every other fucking case we see in yes. this bullshit. Not a single one of them ever gets charged. Never, they never get prosecuted according to the law. These are criminals. These are murderers. And this is bullshit. All right. And, I, and, and until, we, until we have oversight that's not... Other police officers watching police officers to say, we'll handle this internally, just mm-hmm. like the fucking Vatican does, yeah. and says, we'll handle this internally. He says, well, we can't find any wrongdoing. Of course you fucking didn't. That's your buddy. Yeah. Until that's changed, we're not going to see any difference. I think mm-hmm. that the, just the last thing I would say is um, I agree with a lot of what you said. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, we, we won't. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, I think the only thing I would add is um, the point that I was just making at the beginning to sort of drive that home. I don't understand why we have them driving around policing us. Right. I don't understand that. They, we we're the ones that are responsible for their paychecks. We're the ones that are responsible for the department yeah. being alive. Yeah. I- and they are there to serve the public good. We'll call them when we need them. 
Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's let, an let, argument let's, to make let, there. Let's talk I, I about this might. on a, on yeah. another show. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the timekeeper card because we sure. are approaching sure. three sure, hours. Sure, sure. This is the, sure. and this, this is, is the, the godless movie. interruption. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have Greg on again. Let's get back. Let's get back. That's gonna be Speak about it. Oh yeah. This is afraid to get out of their cars that they're afraid to enforce the law and he says the president's appointee that crime is going up because of this and when the president of the united states gets out to speak yeah, about it that's not true does he support police officers does he stand up for law enforcement no he doesn't i'll tell you this the number one job of the president of the united states is to protect the safety and the security of the american people this president has failed and when i'm in the oval office police officers will know that they will have the support of the President of the United States. That's real moral authority that we need in the Oval Office. How about you tell us how he's failed rather than just making that bold assertion? Yeah, and that's terrifying. Mrs. Fiorina, you are the CEO of a large corporation that offers a 401k to its employees. But more than half of American workers have no access to an employer-sponsored retirement plan. That includes the workers at small businesses and the growing ranks of Uber drivers and other part-timers in the freelance economy. Should the federal government play a larger role in helping to set up retirement plans for these workers? Yes. No. The federal government should not play a larger role. Look, every time the federal government gets engaged in something, it gets worse. And then the government yeah, Social steps Security, in to try and Medicare, solve the those are we fucking get a terrible. Yeah. down Except to that progressive vision that Hillary Clinton is talking about. Companies should if they want to attract the best workers, provide a good set Fucking of benefits. Armed forces. But honestly, yeah, if you're a small bad. business yeah. owner today, you are being crushed. We have 400,000 small businesses forming every year in this country. How great is that? They are employing themselves. They are potentially employing others. The bad news is we have 470,000 going out of business every year. And why? They cite Obamacare. So they are no. refusing to plan. The invisible hand of the market isn't handling that? Businesses or anything like that. Yeah, I, I like think I it's a wonderful Obamacare thing that businesses start a 401k. Own. The point I'm making is this. The federal government should not be in a lot of things. There is no constitutional role for the federal government in setting up a retirement plans. There is no constitutional Currently, for the federal government to be That was the fucking question. The yeah. more the government gets engaged in the economy, the slower the economy becomes. The more the government gets engaged <laughs> in the economy, it is demonstrably Thank true. You. The more the big, the powerful, the wealthy, and the well-connected. I wonder who was laughing at her right Like Somebody was laughing at her. Thank you. I want to turn my attention now to you, Governor Kasich. Most people can't get a college degree without going into debt. Over 40 million Americans have student loans, and many of them cannot pay them back. Mm -hmm. This country has over $100 billion in student loan defaults. That's billion with a B. What will you do to make sure that students, their families, taxpayers, won't feel the economic impact of this burden for generations? Well, well, first of all, in Ohio, we're changing the whole system. Universities will not get paid one dime unless a student graduates or graduates or completes a course. They Secondly, still have you can debt, be in high though. school and complete yeah. almost an entire first year before you go to college and get credit to do that. And of course, in addition to that, we are working now to go after the cost drivers in our universities. And let me give you an example. Universities today have so many non-academic assets. At Ohio State, they sold the parking garage and the parking lot and they got $500 million 
because they shouldn't be in the parking lot business. They shouldn't be in the dining business. They shouldn't be in the dorm business. And, of course, we need to take advantage of online education to reduce these costs. They begin should be to in whatever business gives the them cost profits. Of, of four years. Now, for those that have these, these big high costs, yeah. I think we can seriously look at an idea of where you can do public service. I mean legitimate public service and begin to pay off some of that debt through the public service that you do. And in the meantime, it may inspire us to care more about our country, more about uh, ourselves. I, I got no problem with this volunteering. This is a big moral issue in America. But they still Living need to make a, a wage bigger and than yourself live and... And being a center of healing and justice. And people can learn it through public service. We don't need Thank the federal you. government. So they want them to, to work for free for a few years. To be involved in this. Because when they do, we create a $1.2 trillion debt. In Florida, we have the lowest in-state tuition of any state because yeah, the there's accountability, just as John too. said. Let yeah. the states do this. You'll create a much better because they have tax offsets, cost, and you won't indebt the next generation with recourse debt on their backs. But it's always the solution of the left to create more government from from the federal government. It is broken. It is not working. Jeff, Why are those fees so, so much less? Like Tell us that. Fucking asshole. Yeah. And look at all the Republican states and how well their education is doing. Yeah. Governor Bush, daily fantasy sports Florida College has become like a phenomenon in this country. We'll award billions of dollars in prize money this year. But to play, you have to assess your odds, put money at risk, wait for an outcome that's out of your control. Isn't that the definition of gambling, and should the federal government treat it as such? Well, first of all, um, I'm 7-0 and in my fantasy football league. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to brag about Ron that. Good for you. is still going strong. I have Ryan Tannehill. Good for you. My quarterback. He was 18 <laughs> for 19 last week. So I'm doing great, but we're not gambling. And I think this has become something that needs to be looked at in terms of regulation. Effectively, it's day trading without any regulation at all. And when you have it's insider information, which apparently has been in the anything. case, where people use that information, use big data to try to take advantage of it, uh, there has to be some regulation. If they can't regulate no, themselves, then the NFL yeah. needs to look at about? this, you know, moving away from them a little bit. And there, there should be some regulation. I, I have no clue whether the federal government's the proper place. My instinct is to say, hell no, just about everything oh. about the federal government. Okay. <laughs> Except <laughs> my... Yeah, where will yeah. these regulations yeah. come from? Yeah. Except for my entire family legacy. Right. In fantasy football, we have, wait a second, we have $19 trillion I love how he's in debt. Like that, we have people out of work. We have ISIS and Al-Qaeda attacking us. And we're talking not, about not fantasy the US. football. Can we stop? 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 Secure our borders, protect our people, and support American values and American families. Enough on fantasy football. Let people play. Who cares? Sharon, I'm gonna, <laughs> Who cares? I come from Jersey with all the casinos. Yeah. There are no teams. Christy, you've said something that many in your party do not believe, which is that climate change is undeniable, that human activity contributes to it, and you said, quote, the question is, what do we do to deal with it? So what do we do? Well, first off, what we don't do is do what Hillary Clinton and John Kerry and Barack Obama want us to do, which is their solution no, for everything. Do do? Put more taxes on it, give more money to Washington, D.C., and then No, he wants to invest in renewable energy and restrict coal. In what should we do? What we should do yeah. is to be investing in all types of energy, John. Which is all what he's trying to do! In government? No, John. John, do you want me to answer? You want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I got to tell you the truth. Even in New Jersey, what you're doing is called rude. So. <laughs> We've laid funny. out a national energy plan that says that we should invest in all types of energy. I'll tell you, you can yeah. win a bet at a bar tonight since we're talking about fantasy football. If you ask who the top three states in America are that produce solar energy, California and Arizona are easy. But number three is New Jersey. Why? Because we worked with the private sector. You don't have coal. Solar energy affordable and available to businesses and individuals in New our Jersey? state. We so. need to make sure that we do everything we can across all kinds of energy. Not nearly as much Natural as Kentucky. Gas, yeah. oil, well, absolutely. Duh, but also but. where it's affordable, solar, <laughs> no wind in Iowa has become very affordable and it makes sense. That's the way we deal with, with global warming, climate change, or any of those problems. Not through government invention, not through government taxes, and for God's sake, don't send Washington another dime until they stop wasting the money they're already sending there. Thank you, Governor. I think heavy taxes on, uh, on Senator that is, Paul, is among the leading conservative start. opponents to the creation of Medicare back in the 1960s yeah, was Ronald Reagan. He warned that it would lead to socialism. Considering the mounting costs of Medicare, was he right to oppose it? The question always is, uh, what works better, the private marketplace or government? And what distributes goods better? It always seems to be the private marketplace does a better job. Isn't no, they don't. No, they don't. Can you have Medicare or Social Security? To support your yeah, but you ought to claim. acknowledge the government doesn't do a very good job at it. The main problem with Medicare right now is that maybe. the average person pays in taxes over their whole lifetime about 100000 but the average person takes out about 350000 We have this enormous yeah. mismatch because we have smaller and smaller families. When people ask me, whose fault is it? Whose fault is it that Medicare's broken, out of money, that Social Security's broken, out of money? And I say, Look, are a problem? it's not Republicans' fault, it's not Democrats' fault, it's your grandparents' fault for having too many damn kids. <laughs> After the war, we had all these kids, baby yeah, boomers. boomers. Now we're having smaller families. We used to have 16 workers for one retiree. Now you have three workers for one retiree. It's, it's good to have working. smaller have families, yeah. fucking idiot. I have idiot. a bill to fix Social Security. Senate. For both of them, you have to gradually raise the age. If you're not willing to do that, nobody wants to do it. But if you're not willing to gradually Unless raise the age, you're not serious about fixing it. Senator, Becky. thank you. Becky, may this I is the, to the we're going to take a break. Unless you stop giving incentives for having giant fucking yeah. families. Yep. In Boulder, and yep. we'll be right back. Yeah, tax cuts for having giant families. He's, yep. he's fucking talking about, oh, back in the day, well, we used to have these big families, and that's why we have the baby boom that we're having to pay for now. So the solution is to have more fucking families and more people in these families that we have to pay for in the future. How the fuck is that a solution? Yeah. Well, it used yeah. to take so like 15 people to make the pair of pants you're wearing from... God, that's now fucking... Now it takes like two. That is fucking stupid. Zero, really. No, not it, even it, two. Well, right. I, I'm, going, I'm trying to go through the chain of like... Maybe one to like grab the He basically the said that the solution <laughs> like to the, overpopulation and having through. to pay for more people behind you is to have, have more, more kids, kids behind you. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> And you wonder why there's unemployment. Fucking there's too moron. many. There's more people than there are jobs. Who is he talking to, anyways? Is he talking to millennials? Like we're not gonna change yeah, that. No. Like I'm not sure. A yeah, fucking I'm not dummy. sure. I, he he was he was definitely kind of trying to lay some of the blame on the boomers. But I mean, truth be told, they they have caused an awful lot of economic problems. But they didn't mean not to. at their fault. I mean, if anything, it's their parents' fault. Yeah. But even that's not fair, right? It's policies. I mean, we have plenty of stuff. 
Yeah. We have more than enough resource. We have more than enough money to be able to provide. And uh, yeah, but the problem is allocation. That's the yeah. problem. And since the boomers have been alive, it's been war, 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 war. Oh, yeah. And that's the problem. Every generation's been at war. That's yep. but his, his solution is fucking dumb. Yeah, it's stupid. Fuck more. We we have limited resources, and so we should have more kids. Yeah, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, and and we're not going to pay any of the social programs for them. Points that uh, Senator Rand Paul was just making when it comes to Social Security. Your time, sir. Well, and specifically to Medicare, Becky, because. 85% of the cost of Medicare is chronic disease. The fact is, if we don't address what's costing so much, we can't throw enough money at this. Says Mr. Diabetes. I continue right. to focus on the fact that we need to declare war <laughs> on the four big cost drivers. And obesity. Because 80% of all medical costs in this country are chronic disease. We don't have a health care crisis in America. We have a health crisis. And until we deal with the health of Americans <laughs> uh, and do what we do with polio, when I was a little yeah. kid, we eradicated it. You know how much money we spent on polio last year in America? We didn't spend any. Because it's We've eradicated, you fucking idiot. You want to fix Medicare? Focus on the diseases that are costing us the trillions of dollars. If we could Alzheimer's, cure cancer and all... Yeah, if we could cure it, we would. Eradicate those. And you, you can't. Fix Medicare, and you fixed America, its economy, and you've made people's well, lives. Why, Trump, you why, don't want to take those vaccinations anyway. Why not anyway? both you, provide health care and focus yeah, on sure. eradicating yeah. diseases? Yeah. Sure, but I mean, to, to say that continue it doesn't exist anymore, and so now we're not spending any money on it. There'll be major reductions in benefits in the next decade if we do nothing. I have a concrete plan to do just that, which allows people to keep HSAs to to encourage savings. It allows for people that are retiring with Social Security to be able to get a minimum of 125% of the poverty level so that there is a baseline. God damn it. How about instead of health savings accounts, we just give everybody fucking health care? How is that not a fucking solution to the problem that you're trying to solve with these fucking health savings accounts? Because he's likely his company won't make as much money by rather than giving everybody health care through the payments that they're already making to the government yeah. how about we allow them to put money into a separate account that they do that it's the same fucking thing you stupid ass oh you can do that right now i know a lot of people who do it God in this damn generous it. country of ours i'm gonna back this up a little bit not that Thank i want to <laughs> but i feel behooved to do so security we can't just <laughs> allow it to continue in its current path the way that Hillary Clinton wants to do because there'll be major reductions in benefits in the next decade if we do nothing. I have a concrete plan to do just that, which allows people to keep HSAs to, to encourage savings. It allows for people that are retiring with Social Security to be able to get a minimum of 125% of the poverty level so that there is a baseline that in this generous country of ours, no one goes below. Governor Bush. I have to pause it again for just a second because <laughs> I I don't participate in the HSA because I have very good health care. Yeah. I'm a federal employee. I have my I have a good choice. Good for you. Good for you. I have a choice between several different health care providers at a very reasonable rate who offer great benefits. Yeah. Not as good as a single payer health care no. system would provide, but mm, yeah, true. better than good, the average public. Pretty good comparatively nonetheless. He's talking about health savings accounts, which are supplemental accounts to yes. pay for shit over and above what your health care mm-hmm. insurance will provide you. And they're usually only good for that year. I don't participate in the HSA 
because I have pretty good insurance. I do participate in the FSA, the flexible spending yeah. account, where I can put, I think the limit now is twenty two fifty or $2,500 per year toward different healthcare things, right? It, like, like if my if my healthcare deductible is X amount, or I have to pay eighty percent of all doctor bills, and then the twenty percent that kicks back to me, I can take out of the flexible spending mm-hmm. account before. Like that's it's this whole fucking circus of stupid shit to shift money around, right? And what kills me is that when the flexible spending accounts first started, I could walk into fucking Costco, and they would itemize on my on my receipt when I checked out, you bought fucking aspirin. That's part of your flexible savings account. Yeah. You can claim this on your flexible savings account. You bought crutches. You bought bandages. You bought band-aids. You bought fucking... What, you, bought, you bought Claritin. This is yeah. part of things that, that help you maintain a more healthy love, a more healthy lifestyle. These were all in place initially, and the Republican fucking Congress changed those rules... So that now I have to have a fucking doctor's note to to be able to get reimbursed for these things, which mm. is fucking stupid, right? Yeah. Like, if I wanted to go to a True. fucking doctor, I could go to the fucking doctor and get a prescription for these medications. Instead, I choose to try to save some money so I don't go to the doctor. I go and get Claritin by myself. Yeah. And I get that on my Costco receipt, and no longer can I just say... Oh, I got this on my receipt. I can claim this on my flexible s- spending account. I can't do that anymore because of the fucking Republicans. Yep. Ah! Fucking up your health care. Asshole. He is capable of growing the economy so much that Social Security and Medicare don't have to be touched. Do you want to explain how that's going to happen, Mr. Trump? Yes, it's uh, very simple. We're going to make a really dynamic economy. It's going to be beautiful. It's right tremendous. Now, it's not at all it's terrific. It's We're amazing. We're going to jobs back from Japan. We're going to bring jobs back from Japan. China. We're going to bring, frankly, jobs back from Mexico, where, as you probably saw, Nabisco is leaving Chicago with one of their biggest plants, and they're moving it to Mexico. We're going to bring jobs and manufacturing back. We're going to cut costs. We're going to save Social Security, and we're going to save Medicare. How are you going to do this? You have to reform Social Security, and the simple way to do it is to make sure that the wealthiest don't receive the same benefits as people that are lower income, and make sure that you enhance savings in the private market. The idea of 401ks, I have a small business that I set up. It took took an arm and a leg to to be able to set up a 401k. Because of all the federal Federal mandates and federal laws, it was too expensive. We need to incent private savings and make sure that Social Security is protected for those that have it. But the idea that you can't, they're just going to grow your way out of this. I have a plan to grow the economy at 4%, but you're going to have to make adjustments for both Medicare and Social Security. In in my state, we took Medicaid, the hardest program to control, and we took it from a 10% growth rate to 2.5% without taking one person off the rolls or cutting one single benefit. And so much of what we did to force competition, to use technology, to stand down the special interest groups. Can you imagine taking Medicaid from 10 to 2.5%? We can take many of those same procedures. We can apply it to Medicare. We can make a stronger program. But I agree with Jeb. You can't just do this by growing the economy. You can't grow your way out of demographics. But 
we can give people better health care. And finally, on health care, why don't we start treating keep giving incentives for people to keep people healthy <coughs> rather than giving the incentives to treat them when they're sick? Governor, thank you. Senator Paul, let's go back to you. Do these solutions sound like they work? Yeah, why don't you do Say that? Again. Do these solutions sound like they would work? You can't I, do I nothing, listening. and that's what I hear from some people. Oh, we'll do nothing, and it'll just be fixed. That's absurd. And I think people who don't want to fix it really are unwilling to take the chance to say something has to change or missing the boat here. The age will have to gradually rise. There is no question. It's the only way you fix Medicare, the only way you fix Social Security. You will also have to means test the benefits and declare there's not enough money. It isn't, oh, I put money in, I'm getting it back. There is no money. It's a stack of paper. There is no money in the Social Security account. Gold there standard. is no money in the Medicare account. There's only a promise to pay by the next generation, and the next generation is not big enough to pay it. Thank Becky, you, Senator. Becky, that's why right. I'm not going to have an idiot. To deal with that. this. We did it 200 days ago. Hold on, Governor. I've got a question for, so for we, uh, Dr. Carson. About Medicare? Yes, you've said that you would like to oh, replace Medicare with a system of individual family savings accounts so that families could cover their own expenses. Uh, obviously, that would be a very controversial idea. Explain how that would work exactly. Well, first of all, the, the, the plan gives people the option of, of opting out, but I think they will see a very good option here. You know, the annual Medicare budget is over $600 billion. And there are 48 million people involved, 40 million, 65 and over, and 8 million other. Uh, divide that out, that comes out to $12,500 for each one. Uh, now, I can tell you there are a lot of private sector things that you could do with $12,500, which will get you a lot more than you get from this government program. And that's really a theme of a lot of the things that I'm talking about. How do we utilize our intellect rather than allowing the government to use its, quote, intellect in order to help us to be able to live healthier and better lives. It was never intended that the government should be in every aspect of our lives. This is a country that is up for and by the people. Thank you, Dr. Carson. There. Governor? And, and, and I, you know, Ben is absolutely right in saying that what we don't need to do is to send more money to Washington, D.C. to fix this problem. And that's what you'll hear from Hillary Clinton. And I've already heard from her, is that Christie's send more money in Social Security, send more money in Medicare like taxes, that. send more money for Medicaid, <laughs> and that's going to solve no, the problem. What we know so is small. we're living longer. That's a blessing. It's a blessing that we're living longer. So we have to increase the retirement age to reflect that blessing. Yeah, we need to make sure that people understand, as Jeb said before, yeah. that if you've done extraordinarily well in this country, do you want them to take more out of your taxes now and think they're going to give it back to you later? Or would you rather take less later on? Governor, do you also yeah, think that, that Dr. Carson's right, that we can replace Medicare with uh, individual savings accounts? No, no. What I said was that I think that Dr. Carson's ideas are good ideas. They're not my ideas, and I don't necessarily agree with all of them. But th this is what you're seeing in the Republican. Republican debate that you didn't see in that Democrat debate. You didn't see it for a minute. You didn't see these kind of ideas being batted around and being batted around in a way that's civil and smart and that's trying to help to inform the voter out there. Bullshit. What you saw was, was that, a, a no, parade of, totally I'll give true. you this for free, I'll give you that for free. Let me tell you, everybody, when they say they want to give it to you for free, keep your hand on your wallet because they're coming to you to pay for it. No, and that's why I think no, these no, ideas no. up here are great and they that's what we should have to have more discussions it. like this if and let's gotcha. Senator, I want to give you a discussion here. Take off from that point and argue the same thing. And that is that one of the things you're watching tonight are 11 quality candidates debating an important issue. Quality candidates. The Republican Party's blessed 
to have 11 good candidates. Yeah, if there are 10 good candidates, the Democrats can't even come up with one. And on this issue of <laughs> Medicare in particular, it's important because they're going to demagogue like what joke? we're saying here tonight. Yeah, Everyone up here tonight that's talking about reforms, I think, joke. and I, I know for they've myself got, I speak for this. Three. We're all talking about reforms for future generations. Nothing has to change for current have. beneficiaries. My mother's on Medicare and Social Security. I'm against anything that's bad for my mother. So we're talking about we're talking about reforms for people like uh, me and people like Senator Cruz, as he talked about earlier, about who are years away from retirement that have a way to plan for these changes in a way that's yeah. very reasonable. And it's not too much to ask of our generation after everything our parents and our grandparents did for us. John, you, I, if I, a lot of people you. have jumped in here. I'd like to jump that, that in. A lot a of people have jumped in here. We're right at I, the end of our time, I understand, you, you all but, wanted uh, us to limit it. Oh, all right. Go ahead. I would just say this. I would just say this. There are a lot of great ideas up here. And I agree with what Senator Rubio said. Every election we talk about this. Every election we talk about Medicare and Social Security reform. It never happens. I would like to start with a basic. Let us actually go to zero-based budgeting so we know where the money is being spent. It's kind of basic. There's a bill sitting in the House that would actually pass and have us go to zero-based budgeting so we know where every dime of your money is being spent instead of only talking about how much more we're going to spend year after year after year. My point is this. While there are lots of good ideas for reform. We have never tackled the basics. And we finally need to tackle the basics to cut this government down to size and hold it accountable. So let's start by knowing where your money is being spent by this federal government. We have now reached the point of the program where candidates are going to give uh, closing statements, 30 seconds apiece. We're going to go right to left. Oh yeah, sure, 30 seconds apiece. Liberty thrives when government is small. I want a government so small I can barely see it. I want it a government so small that the individual has a chance to I want it so small I get fired. <laughs> it can fit in your government's vagina. Too big now. <laughs> yes, what you're going to see exactly in Washington right. this week is establishment Republicans have made an agreement with the president to raise the debt ceiling in an unlimited fashion. No limit to the debt ceiling raise. This is extraordinary. It's extraordinarily wrong. You'll see me on the floor of the Senate tomorrow filibustering this and saying, enough's oh, enough. Christ. Good no for more you. Governor Christie, I want to talk you. to the folks at home. I want to ask you, are you fed up with how Washington taxes you? Are you fed up with how Washington wastes your money? It's like an I'm fed up with you. Are you concerned like I am that the debt and deficits of Washington, D.C. are endangering America's future? Well, I got one more question for you then. Are you serious about this election? Because if you are, you I'm need not to elect you. someone who's Bernie? deadly serious about changing this Deadly culture. serious. I am deadly serious about changing this culture. Bernie? I changed it in New Jersey. I'm deadly serious about doing this job the right way. I'm prepared, I'm tested, I'm ready, and I want to make this our government. For the people who say we can't do it, I say hell no. We can do it together. Thank you, Governor. Senator Cruz. You know, everyone here talks about the need to take on Washington. The natural next question is who actually has done so. Make out who actually has head. stood up not just to Democrats, <laughs> but who to has leaders red, green eggs and ham for 12 hours? When millions of Americans <laughs> rose up against Obamacare, I was proud to lead that fight. When millions of Americans rose up against amnesty, I was proud to lead that fight. When millions of Americans rose up against Planned Parenthood, I was uh, proud to lead that uh, fight. Uh, if people are promising they're going to take on Washington and cronyism, you need to look to who has been doing it. In my family, my Lots dad fled oppression yes. in Cuba to come yeah. to America. Freedom is personal That's for me, and I will always keep my word and fight for freedom. Thank you, Senator. Ms. Fe- 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 
You know, every election, we hear a lot of talk, we hear a lot of good plans, we hear actually a lot Not of a good, lot of good plans. But no. somehow, <laughs> for decades, nothing really has changed. What we need now is a proven leader who has produced results. That's how you go from secretary to CEO. You so don't vote for you, basically, results. is what you're I saying. I will cut this government down to size and hold it accountable, simplify the tax code, roll back the regulations that have been spewing out of Washington, D.C. for 50 years. I may not be your dream candidate just yet, but I can assure you I'm Hillary Clinton's worst nightmare. No, and in your no, heart of hearts, you not. cannot wait to see a debate between Hillary Clinton and Carly Fiorina. No. I will tell you this. I will be Hillary Clinton. And with your votes and your support and your so. prayers, I will lead and your prayer, with the citizens yeah. of this great nation. Because those are effective. The right. of this great it's nation. Almost like thank a, you, it's Mrs. Fiorina. Like Dr. Desperation. I yeah. just want to yeah. thank uh, all my colleagues here for uh, being civil, not They're falling not doctors. traps. And uh, I just also want to thank the audience for being attentive and noticing the questions and noticing the answers. And this is what I'm finding okay. throughout America. People are waking up because it is going to, to be us who will re- determine the direction of our country. Waking up and, unlike uh, me who's fucking the asleep people. all the time. Yeah. We are yeah. the ones who decide who we are and we should never give away the values and principles that made America into a great nation for the sake of political correctness. Mr. Trump? I agree actually with that. Our country doesn't win anymore. We used to win. <laughs> we don't win anymore. We lose on trade. We lose with ISIS. Oh, all right, Charlie. We lose with one of the worst deals I've ever seen negotiated of any kind. That's our recent catastrophe with Iran. No, that was three we weeks don't ago. Win. Let me give you one quick example. These folks, CNBC, they had it down at three, three and a half hours. I just read today in the New York Times, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a thirty-second ad. I went out and said, it's ridiculous. Nobody, I could stand up here all night. Nobody wants to watch three and a half or three hours. It was a big sacrifice, and I have to hand it to Ben. We called Ben. He was with me 100%. We called in. We said, that's it. We're not doing it. They lost a lot of money. Everybody said it couldn't be done. Everybody said it was going to be three hours, three and a half, including them. And in about two minutes, <laughs> I renegotiated it down to two yeah, hours so we can get you, the hell Trump. out of here. Not bad. It was all you. Yeah. And I'll do that with the country. We will make, we will make America will great them. again. And yeah. thank you, everybody. Yeah. You're the, the reason record, it was short. Just for the record, yeah. the debate was always going to be two hours. Senator Rubin, <laughs> that's not right. That is absolutely not right. You know that that is not right. Senator Rubin, thank you. You know, America doesn't owe me anything. I have a debt to America I'll never repay. This isn't just the country I was born in. This is the nation that literally changed the history of my family. My parents in this country were able to give me the chance to do all the things they never did. Illegally. We call that the American dream, although it's built on the universal <laughs> dream of a better life. No such thing. The fact that it's happened for so many people here throughout our history, that's what makes us special. But now for millions of Americans, it's slipping away. And we have a government and leaders in government that are completely out of touch, and that's why I'm running for president. Because we can't just save the American dream, we can expand it to reach more people and change more lives than ever before. And that's why tonight I'm asking you for your vote. Thank you, Senator. Governor Bush. America's at a crossroads. The D.C. politicians continue to make things worse. I have a proven record of success. 32 years in business, 
in eight years as governor of the state of Florida. Yeah, I will change state. the culture in Washington just as I changed the culture in Tallahassee. And I will do so what in a way that, that will bring people together. We need a unifier, <laughs> not a cynical divider in chief. And that's exactly what I will do. Divider Imagine a country chief. where people are lifted out of poverty again. Imagine a country where the middle yeah. class can get uniter, rising income again. In I know we can do this because <laughs> we're still the most extraordinary country on the face of the earth. Ground Thank you. Against kids in hoodies who won't just buy Skittles. You know, I know to a lot of people in the media, this is just a great big game and we're the players. And we come out here and we do our thing. Shuck and Sometimes jive. we're held Dance up in monkey. contempt by people who write columns. But I guarantee you, to every person on this stage, there's something deep inside of us that would cause us to give up our livelihoods and step out on this stage and fight for the people of America. Yeah, you're giving up your livelihood. Yeah, I'm sure. Talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do sure. not want to walk my five grandkids through the charred remains of a once great country called America. Something out of this mess. And for those of us who are serious enough to run for president, think long and hard why we're here. Because you're rich. Know, we're not here for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, honest to God. That book deal. Honest to, get to this God. country back on track. I know this. I certainly am. Thank you, Governor. Thank you. Governor I was on Morning Joe at a town hall, and a young student stood up and said, can I still be idealistic? I said, absolutely, you can still change the world. And you know the old inscription, if you save one life, you've changed the world. Folks, we have a problem here with the leadership in Washington, but I'll tell you another problem. We need to rebuild our families. We need to have stronger families. We need to know who our neighbors are. My family's pretty we good. We need to come together as a country because we have to realize that America is great, not from the top down. You've got a great family. Oh, yeah, we want yeah. to elect a good president. But America is great from the bottom up. And the bottom up is us in our families, in our communities, in our neighborhoods. We will renew America if we work together, and I am totally confident that we will. And God bless America. Yeah. Thank you, Governor. That concludes tonight's debate. Blah, blah, blah. On behalf of my colleagues, Becky Wait, Quick, John Harwood, Sharon Epperson, Rick Santelli, and Jim Crowley. I don't care which one, but yeah. Is, is that marathon over with? Jesus. God, I hope so. That was a shit show, guys. Fuck. That was fucking that was bad. Fuck. Yeah. Day and night difference from the Democrat debate. I know. Uh, And they kept, toward the end, they started referring to it, you know, about how you'll never see this kind of, you know, uh, what the fuck? Attacking each other? This was a fucking ordeal. Yeah, this was a schoolyard bully match. They were trying to ride the coattails of the Democratic (laughs) debate where they're like, you won't see us up here shitting on each other. (laughs) We'll shit on the moderators. Yeah, Yeah, they were so pissed off. And then shit on each other. Holy shit! Well, and the moderators, I would say, did not they, do a great job. No, they they they, no, they 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 did some attacking. They were they, pretty they, terrible. They got actually. on to the yeah. and yeah. asked some bullshit questions. <laughs> they did. Yeah, some of those yeah. questions. Were I mean, like, we, I, I mentioned earlier, like I was very impressed with Ted Cruz going back through and and recalling all of the previous questions that they had asked the, the previous bullshit. Yeah, uh, I was. I I'm yeah. still very impressed with that. That was pretty impressive. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, who tonight of oh, these man. ten wackadoodles do you think did the better job? I don't even fucking know right now. The better job? <laughs> I, I, I guess of it depends appe- on the, what you're The asking. better job of appealing to their base to move them forward in so, the primary process. So, the process. worst candidate? <laughs> <laughs> sort of, maybe? I, I still think 
I still think Trump is going to do well. Yeah, I, I well, he didn't uh, fuck up tonight for sure. No, I, I mean he he Ben he, got a lot of applause. Trump Trump said the same old stuff that's been getting him, you yeah. know, that's been getting him yeah. momentum up till now. Yeah, and Trump, he added a few new things that were shitting on the moderators mm-hmm. and this and that, that yeah. that's gotten in there. I I think Trump will do fine. I fucking hate him. Yeah, I think he'll do fine. I mean, if if you're asking who I think I you know if I had to pick out of them who I'd vote for, it'd be Kasich hands down. Yeah. E- even though his last comment pissed me off, yeah. but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of torn between Kasich and Rubio. I think, I think Rubio mm, did a good job this evening. <sighs> yeah, well, Rubio always does a good job. Yeah, he was, he was, he, very, he's a sharp guy. Yeah, there's he, no doubt about he's it. He's a, he's a really smart dude for sure. I think, I think Kasich and Rubio did a great job. I think, I, I don't think fucking Trump or Carson hurt themselves at all tonight. They didn't let. Though I think Carson hurts a whole himself. Lot. Yeah, I think Carson hurts himself every. I, well, in a perfect world, I would imagine that Carson hurts himself <laughs> every fucking time he opens his mouth. But that hasn't seemed to work out so. Far. Well, that's why I was wondering. It just, what it your just makes his yeah. numbers go up in yeah. the polls when he says crazy shit. So. Yeah, I think um, Trump probably was a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, Cruz, I think was I think probably a winner. Rubio was Cruz, probably a winner. I I don't know. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see Cruz drop a little bit. I think he just wasn't in the public eye very much tonight. I think Ben Carson might see a little bit of a at least maintain because he had that one big yeah he had yeah. that one big moment that people will remember. You could tell Christie was trying to get in. Yeah, he's um, he's the smart ass. He well, always had. And Kasich yeah. was like right out of the gate attacking everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I think um. Kasich, Rand Paul will continue to to wither. Yeah, I think Kasich, Rand Paul, Huckabee were all pretty yeah, big Huckabee, losers yeah. tonight. Yep, they didn't they didn't appeal to anybody right. really. No, yeah. nope. Yeah, I, I I think the the biggest winners tonight are the people who are already in the, in the yeah. league in the polls. I mean, yeah, they didn't do anything to harm themselves, and it was just all bad ideas all around all the time. You know, yeah, like it was. It's really hard to like judge and uh, objectively that it, what it they're is. saying, especially when half of what the questions that they were asked were bullshit. Half yeah. of their answers, more than that, were bullshit. Or they didn't even answer. Yeah. So it's it's so hard to like. Yeah, this is how it is. it is for the like. I feel so bad for the Republican Party. This is what they have. To, this is uh, what they have. Well, a lot of them love it. I mean, you know, like you heard them say, you know, the Democrats can't even come up with one, and they've got you know. 13 or whatever it is i mean like you know as if that's a good thing when in reality like o'malley even would smoke everybody on this stage exactly right exactly right yeah i yeah i don't know about webb or chafee but yeah yeah, o'malley (laughs) certainly yeah well um well webb and chafee weren't they both republicans anyway i mean they they might fit in a little better i don't know you know not not any more than hillary is yeah true Um, i think i think we need to we need to get to wrapping this up yeah yeah we, well, s- we started on Wednesday and it's Thursday now. Is it? Really? <laughs> yeah. oh, oh shit! It is <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. You can reach us at godlessrevolution at gmail dot com. You can find us on Twitter at TGR Podcast. You can send us a text or voicemail at three three zero eight one rebel. Find us on Facebook at facebook dot com slash godlessrevolution. 
Thank you very, very much for joining us again tonight, Greg. It was, yes, sir, Greg. It was, it was quite the ordeal, but thanks oh, for yeah. having me on with you guys. The Republican one's always harder than the... <laughs> yeah, I, I really appreciate your insight and experience in this area. And well, I'm glad Thanks for slogging through it. <laughs> thanks for slogging through both debates with us, man. I, I think this really is our longest show to date. Is it? We're, no. at, we're, we're at almost three and a half hours. Not even close. Uh, longest show with you here. Well, that last one didn't go four hours, did it? The last one we did when you were gone was 5.45. Well, well between total, the two, yeah. Yeah, we're just at three and a half for this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, wow, yeah. All right. True. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will see you all again next week. Next week, we will have Felicia Entwistle. from Entwistle from Atheists of Utah. I have never met her. Joining us in studio, actually, mm, instead okay. of Skype, which will mm. be awesome. It, it always sounds better. She's and she's so cool. I I love Felicia. Uh, we shall see tomorrow on <laughs> Thursday. I hope to see a whole lot of you. You may not even hear this, by yeah. Then, but I hope to, <laughs> I hope to see a whole lot of you at the World Congress of Families protest. I'll be there. Brought I'll, to you through Restore Our Humanity yeah. and Atheists of Utah. I know last week we talked with Nick Fish, yeah. and and what we can do to help improve things and. And I'm I'm very I'm very happy to know that Restore Our Humanity is one of the few civil rights groups in Utah who is more than happy to work oh, with yeah. atheists in oh, Utah. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So hopefully we'll see you all tomorrow. And if you have any questions, let us know. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye.
We ready for this next one? Ah, fuck. This is this is. What time is it? Holy fucking nut nuggers. Nice. Nut nugger. That's a new one. Nut nugger. You know, sometimes you just gotta say the Sounds words. Racist. You just gotta. It might be. <laughs> you know how sometimes for you, what? You, you, you let words process in your brain and then you say them. Sometimes you just gotta not let them process in your brain and just let them flow out. And stuff like nut nuggers comes out. 